Uh, I mean, there's going to be no cold open this week, I guess. I forgot. Oh Little Miss Soliata Stromboli. Washed it down with a cider. All right, I don't know. That's... Hi there. <laughs> we're on the. I still hear you guys. It's weird. Hi, we're on the air. If you can hear us, it's live from the Barrage Radio and open. Uh, here comes the Barrage. Friday night and we're in fucking Queens. Thank you, Woody. Isn't it about time for somebody's favorite radio program? Live from Barrage. I can't do it. I can't do a radio show. Will you please play the old sport song? My goal in life is to like break out of prison and open for Van Halen. There's a fridge full of this Welch's grape soda if anybody wants some. When I'm not picking on my gut, I'm listening to Last of the Midwest, fucking Europe, I don't give a fuck. Get the fuck out. This is my show. I said, oh, R. I-A-M, that's my name from the other end. Hey, everybody, this is Kona Neutron. No, you just suck on it. Fuck the audience. Like, what's your favorite radio station? Psycho logs into this shit. Don't drink Seagram's Escapes. One pound feet. It's gonna ever keep me down. Live from the Barrage. I saw The Grateful Dead twice. You are listening to Live from the Barrage. For some reason, this reminds me of when Slim Goodbody came to my school. You are full of shit. Let me do my show, for Christ's sake. Makes sense to me. <laughs> What's wrong with you, baby? John Hulan, fuck you. Damn it. I tried to edit that out. Now, what happened to keeping me clean? What's that? Yeah. Welcome back to Live from the Broad here on Radio Nope. And uh, if you're tuning on to Facebook Live, you can see our faces. And uh, thanks. We've been gone for two weeks, and now we're back. How's everybody doing? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Huh? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Mario's in his car. We have uh, Money God Soli. <laughs> Of course, traveling, uh, traveling, Pete. Ew. Hugo and and dancing Mike hiding back there. Dancing Mike, I, I have a feeling you've never listened to the show once in your life, have you? I have. I've, I've contributed. At what year? Oh, in the thanks. Chat. Can you go onto the Patreon slash Barrage and uh, put five bucks in there, buddy? What, the hell? Sure. what do you think? Does a free ride, gas, gonna, grass, or ass, my gonna, friend? Are you going to show me your boobies if I do that, dude? I'll make an OnlyFans just for you. <laughs> 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 I'll, I'll paint dancing Mike on my chest, whatever I'll you want. I'll show you'll every be you'll be the only fan. That's I. I'll have an OnlyFans with an OnlyFans. You'll be the only fan. <laughs> I'll be the only fan. Right. It's, that's it's OnlyFan.com. Yeah, we might have to see if that domain. And of course, Adam Kurzawa. Powers Hello. It. Yes. And Mario Thank in his Mario in his car. Look out to your left. There's an Enterprise rent. The look out, dude. Don't call me from your car, man. What's wrong with you? Distracted driver. Obviously, you're distracted without the phone and the cigarette. And but he does oh look God. handsome, and we forgive him for that. Uh, but Tommy Rockstar yeah. should be stopping by. Uh, no Ryan tonight, but there will be a game. If uh, Abu, yeah. So we're gonna have an interview at nine o'clock with the great Joe Banks. He's wrote, written a book about Hawkwind. It's called Days of the Underground. And uh, we'll find out when it's available. There seems to be a little controversy over the avail- availability of the book. And when it comes out, and uh, probably October, we'll ask him, you know, because he's the guy who wrote it. Right? He would know better than I would. He knows things. Thank God we have a guest that can pronounce their name, Joe Banks. Beautiful. It's great. 
What a treat. So we have a big show for you, and that, that interview comes up at 9 p.m. Eastern, just about an hour from now. In the meantime, I don't know. Panel. <laughs> so we got a panel discussion. and uh, <laughs> Round table. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> to, to put, let's uh, let's Mario, start off with roundabout qualities, Mario. Mario, you sound a little a little roomy. Uh, pull over and open your sunroof and put it in uh, second gear. <laughs> I not understand what's happening. Move your vehicle, sir. Move your vehicle. Like taxi cab confessions. If you have, oh, oh boy! All right, stop it. You sound horrible in there. It's terrible. If if if, if, wow. you, if you mute yourself in, but if you crash, unmute yourself. Immediately. Whoa, I was in a place. Could you play some Bernard Herman so it looks more like Taxi Driver? <laughs> I've heard, didn't you hit a cyclist once and like nothing happened? Or so? Were we not supposed to talk about that? Dance and Mike, that was him. You hit Jordan. Dance and Mike with a bicycle? <laughs> All the scum comes out at night. All right. Well, this is the, this is a, if you just this is the first time you're tuning into the show. I apologize, and so um, we're on Zoom. It's 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 hard to hear everyone, and it's which is probably better. And uh, uh, Joe Banks, like, go get a cup of coffee, maybe uh, do a crossword puzzle, and uh, don't listen to the first hour of the show because I don't know what's going on. He's calling in from the UK. It's one o'clock in the morning. Hello. No, no it's two p.m. Uh, it's going to be two a.m. soon. Oh, two a.m. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's not my problem. No, he's gonna. <laughs> I, I hope. I hope he's had a couple pints. Uh, are those the units of measurement? Imperial of time. Yeah, in England, the measure of time is called a pint. Right. You guys. What do you guys? Uh, you guys are Hawkwind fans at all? It seems to be like a, a niche uh, kind of thing. Like uh, you know, I don't know. Hawkwind's a band that was started playing before I was born, and I'm old. I don't, there's two different things I'm, completely. I'm, I, Anybody I, I have an opinion did, on Hawkwind? <laughs> did Mario see him at the four? I, I was 10 years old when it came out. Right. <laughs> I did not know of them. That, that was Horsewind. <laughs> when I first heard I thought it was like a Spinal Tap kind of thing. That the band was made up. Now, if you don't know anything about Hawkwind, and I'm you know, also woefully kind of ignorant about the band, except for what I was listening to. Uh, Lemmy used to be in the band. I'm sure he's sick of hearing that part, which is yeah. like, that seems to be their claim to fame. Lemmy of Motorhead and Woody says, like, uh, you know, if Lemmy wasn't playing bass, they would just sound like the Moody Blues. So count your lucky stars. <laughs> that Lemmy's in there, and it's not just like some. It's a good way to start the interview. I, I like yeah. how you're prepping for the interview. It's some point. some uh, uh, space poetry, a la Moody Blues. But then Lemmy comes in, and he's like, "F you," and it bro- and it boogies and rocks. <laughs> I want that. <laughs> so I, I look forward Jim, to interview. Baker played with them once oh, uh, yeah? for a little bit. And uh, I think recently, like, the, the main cast song. still playing with, like, Eric Clapton. Yeah, I heard that. Hello, hello. Yeah, Woody also texted me in all caps uh, about that, and he wrote, he, he made sure to put my my hero, Eric Clapton, in there, because everything's yes. an insult. <laughs> constantly insulting me all day. Oh, even to me, he was insulting you today. It was funny. Oh, uh, yeah, I know. And then you're screenshotting <laughs> the insults, and I get doubly, I get it, I'm getting it from all you sides. Yeah. <laughs> and then he likes it. Yeah. So also, we're going to have uh, Leah, who's uh, Tommy's wife. She's a huge, huge Hawkwind fan. She'll be on uh, for the interview, too, I, I guess. If maybe Tommy will be on, too. Who knows? He's probably digging a hole in his backyard with a backhoe or some bullshit. Solitude's right. not right. bothering how, how many things can you do that stupid house? 
Just freaking put that thing on skis and slide it down the mountain and call it a day. Just <laughs> put a garden in the back, for Christ's sakes. How hard you know is that? Be good You're going to need it. You're going to need it more than a deck. You know what my favorite thing about that at Tommy's nice house is when he's not home. <laughs> so she'll be here on the Zoom and we'll talk to her, I guess. What up, guys? Um, yeah. oh, hey, how you doing, there's Tommy? What's up? What, what 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 is keeping you so busy that my show is a second afterthought? You know, I'm, the I'm doing construction, dude. Yeah, I, I can't be bothered. Can't be bothered with the show. Not tonight. Hmm. The concrete's only got oh so much time. Tommy, that's two weeks in a row. Interesting. What are you guys up to? Oh, I'm just doing a show. Yeah, just doing, just <laughs> doing a radio show, preparing and sweating for the past five hours, calling, uh, making a million calls, getting the Skype going, getting everything, every single freaking thing. You'll see it in the documentary that Hugo's making. <laughs> what the fu- oh, I'm making a documentary. What, Did I tell what you? The f- what the fuck are you talking about? I'm making a documentary about Live from the Barrage. Oh, what's the? Well, all right, what's the thought process behind that? I figured I'd try to make a documentary, and I wanted to do it as easy as possible, so I kept it in Queens. That makes sense. Well, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. When am I? When am I going to get to interview you? Because I got to interview everybody individually. Because that's what uh, documentaries do. Just do it now. <laughs> I'm not doing it now. Yeah, just get a screen. Yeah, wait, 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 wait. Um, shift F4. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I, you were like, oh, I'm going to interview. I'm, I'm dreading the fuck out of this shit, dude. Like, what am I going to do? I, said, I hate that. I'm just sit there by myself while you ask me questions. I'm going to. You're going to sit. With, yeah, but Dance and Mike is the sound guy, so it's all right. It's going to be three of us <laughs> He's drinking butt heavy. With the boom. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, as long as Dance and Mike's the sound guy. Wait a minute, is that dancing Mike in the background? I'm yeah, a, if you're I'm on the show on time, you know. I'm really doing a really terrible job. Yeah, I'm just here for support. Oh, yeah. yes. What's up, Mike? How you doing, buddy? Good, how are you? Good to so see you. So that's what Good. I usually do. Dancing Mike is a, just here to support. He's an old friend of everyone's and mine. Damn he's, straight. He's a great guy, and he's a, he's a Puerto Rican who can't speak a word of Spanish. Isn't that right, Dancing Mike? <laughs> that's that's correct, that's correct. <laughs> how, how does that happen? It, it happens a lot, you, you know. Does it? Yeah. It's have you ever been to Puerto Rico? No. <laughs> how many how many e's are in Puerto Rico? Can you spell? I've been I've been to huh? one. Spell it one. <laughs> uh, there is one e. Uh, do you speak any other languages? He's right. There's one e. <laughs> I like it to, that it took you a moment. Yeah, I, I, I already <laughs> I already got one point. I got the one. What are we gonna When are we gonna go live? What do you a, mean? He's a really good sound guy, though. I promise. Yeah. This movie's going to be fantastic. Yeah. I've never shot anything. Uh, I've never done production sound. Great. Awesome. So I really don't know what I'm doing. Sounds good. That, that, sound, are, that are guys, reminds me of when I did the pizza show and the cameraman was playing poker with us after we filmed three of the shows. <laughs> and he says to me, uh, a great guy, Josh Shulman, nicest guy ever. He, he just happened yep. to mention that he's colorblind at the poker table. I'm like, what? He's the ca- he was the cameraman for the show, and the whole time we're like, oh, it looks a little washed out or something. He's like, he's like, no, it looks fine to me. And then, uh, he's like, oh, I'm colorblind. I'm like, how colorblind? He's like, he's like, oh, I gotta like, Barry. I gotta count the traffic light up and down. I'm like, holy uh, shit. Wow. So speaking I, of colorblind, did, did, Hugo, I get, if you I get if a, you're gonna get a, a deaf sound man and a colorblind cameraman. <laughs> <laughs> well, by the way, I'm gonna, we're gonna do the radio show uh, in book form next week. Yeah, Hugo, if you're plugging it a lot on the Joe Franklin show, <laughs> he's, he's good. That's our direct competition. You should see yeah. the ratings. 
Speaking of colorblind, Hugo, if you're going to get into filmmaking, first thing you should do is lighting. You're dark as hell. You got some light in there? Yeah, really? Yeah, in my apartment. This is where I do all my best work. Yeah, yeah but I, I got a show to produce, so turn on some lights. Turn your, turn your uh, uh, microphone <laughs> down a little bit. Shows up 10 minutes late well, as a show to produce. That way I can hide in the background. Well, you know. Yeah. Listen, uh, Hugo, Hugo bought one of those. Uh, <laughs> he bought the Martin Scorsese uh, Mac, Mac, master class, <laughs> and now he's he, he, he's uh, you know Spike Lee's over here. So. Yeah, yeah. I, I I watched the Ken Burns master class. I just finished it this <laughs> afternoon. I, I jotted some notes down. I feel like I pretty I got a pretty good hang of this. Yeah, got, we we were discussing that. That 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 haircut doesn't happen by accident either. Like what the fuck is it? Like that's sure. he, he asked for that. Yeah. Give give me the me. Yeah. So How anyway, you guys making a documentary? We're we're doing okay, Tommy. How are you doing, guys? Man, seriously, it's been. Well, you guys been traveling around. What what you guys been up to? We, Jersey Shore, Mario. You missed a meeting before. We went to the Jersey Shore. Oh, it's with, with wow. Right or whatever. Yeah, we we. we John, we you want to turn Mara's up? mic up? Um, he's in thanks for car. producing the show. Uh, I got yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> that's my job. Yeah, um, we were hanging out with Snooky and the gang. <laughs> the Jersey Shore. Right. All right, can you go home now? I just got here. What he? What is that gigantic shopping bag you have? I got it at the Jersey Shore at Super Wings. It was free with every purchase. What Super Wings? All right, listen. It's an undisclosed place we were at. You understand me? Top we're at the Jersey Shore, Connecticut, top or something. Secret. It's top secret. All right. So what? 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 What is a bunch of guys like you do at the Jersey Shore? What are you guys doing out well, there? It was only two of us. I don't know a bunch of guys, well, but um, fishing. I caught yeah, a fish. A posse. Uh, with one try, and then John caught the giant see what he mackerel. Does? See what he does? The holy mackerel is, of all times. He, he is like the one upper of all time. He, you did this to me the whole time. I know. I, I caught a fish on my first try. Uh, first. How long have you been fishing? It's a, I said I put the worm on the hook for you. I, did, I did. did the whole thing. I handed you the rod. I said you'll catch a fish, and you caught one. The and the rest of the time, he's like, "Oh, I caught a fish first and. What'd you say to me after I caught that fish? Shameful. You want to fish some more? I, the Woodstock I, I said, no, I'm going to quit while I'm ahead. Right, right. I wish I went on vacation with like a fishing buddy instead of a guy who just constantly like broke my balls about it. Well, first it's of all, annoying. I had the little Spider-Man rod, the kid's rod, and I had a baby yes, hook. So, I, of course, I caught a fish. You're looking for the giant fish. You have a, you have a hook that looks like, uh, you know, a giant umbrella. What? Upside down the umbrella. The hook was so large. It's strange. Your bait, I don't know. What'd you use for bait? Comparison. A can of tuna fish? I used everything, man. <laughs> you surf cast? So you I guys did, were in Asbury I, I Park. You went fishing. Yeah, we also, uh, I'll tell you one thing Mario didn't do was take a shower the entire week. Uh, Is that true, Mario? No, no. no uh, I did take showers. <laughs> the last days. I took showers? Showers? And then nice. basically, you Good know my philosophy. I'm sorry, I take it back. Once you enter the water of any type, you're clean. So I went in the ocean and I went in the pool. And <laughs> he's encrusted know. in salt. <laughs> salt water taffy. He's cured. He's cracking. One bite of that salt water taffy, taffy, and out my tooth came. <laughs> oh my god! Ooh. Did you lose a tooth, Mario? Again? I did lose a tooth, but it was a it was a fake tooth, so it was easily put back in. Thank what? God I found it. You lost the one that you got the double wide, that like double wide no, circus no, it tooth. No, wasn't the double wide. It was a single one that I where, had. I have where, several. Where he, uh, you know, uh, bargained with the dentist to give him the double for, <laughs> yeah, half price. Damn. That's Just right. one large, wide, big tooth. That's the greatest story of all time. <laughs> you know, I gotta, you gotta take your hat off to that man too. 
Yeah, you can barter with the dentist. You can barter with everybody. Did he, <laughs> hey, did we get any money back from all the crap that was wrong with this dirty house with bed bugs and the ice machine didn't work? Maybe the linens were wet. And I got a whole list. Oh, no. uh, it's unfortunately not. Unfortunately it's not. I know. You know. By the way, we want to remind you that Black Lives Matter and the world is ending, but the ice machine didn't work, <laughs> and um, we're very and, upset about and the it. The outside shower white was people. a faulty. Outside shower didn't work. What else? Wait, have you? you guys rented um, a whole house for just two people? Yeah, Next we went with our family and our kids, you freaking dummy. <laughs> oh, okay, all right. I'm just mad because you showed up late and you and you had an attitude, dude. I'm mixing. Yeah, concrete. it came in hot. Came in hot. Right? hot hey, he's like, oh, uh, he was making a came documentary. Hot, uh, Tommy's like, what the fuck is that? Live. <laughs> <laughs> I just asked for what two things. I asked for, for for lighting and sound. That's all I'm asking for. <laughs> What else is wrong with that? Uh, there, was no, there was no soap, but you didn't notice, but I did. There were no paper towels. Oh, yeah, I had to go buy the soap. I know. And all the food. I went shopping. I like that you the cut house. the bars of soap in half. That was a smart move. Yeah. Because we're only there for a week. Well, I'm not buying an eight-pack of soap when I was at the uh, <laughs> at the local uh, grocery there. Right. I bought a, a two-pack and cut them in half, one for each bath. No, I, I like that move. <laughs> How much does soap cost? 40 cents a bar? I went shopping for oh, the week. Is this like that Bill Gates thing? Was he did a good job. Mario is very, very organized. <laughs> I do. I have lists. We, I bought $300 worth of groceries, and it lasted the whole week. I had to buy the paper towels. There was no toilet paper. You had to do everything. Yeah, my man shows up with a freaking, uh, uh, what cheese was that? Like, uh. Oh, yeah, you don't like... Craft Singles. How do you buy, like, ham and turkey cold cuts and then get, like, Craft Singles to go? You're there already. No, I bought provolone cheese because I'm Italian, but I never I eat American cheese. I didn't know that, so I just I just bought regular Craft Singles. I see. This is, you know, there's terrible things. It's just... <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm I did buy some American cheese. <laughs> I went back the second time, and I, I got you the American cheese. You love to shop. I hate that shit. I love Walking shopping. around a store staring at shit. The fuck? I don't know what's going on with my Facebook. Nine o'clock, Joe Banks coming in. He's written a book about Hawk Nine. We're live from the Barrage here on Radio Nope. Seventy-seven degrees, humidity holds steady at sixty-four. Are they are they still on the air? Oh it's shit! I turned, Joe Banks. I'm sorry, guys. I turned the whole show down by accident. Uh, oops! <laughs> Crank it. Sorry, man. I, I also I'm can't like, see what happened? Mario, no but... one's saying anything. I'm an idiot. By the way, we were here live every Friday night for the time being, maybe. Well, we did drive down at the tail end of a tropical storm, and that we, was pretty crazy. We had a fight. Remember, we almost came to blows. It was a misunderstanding. In the middle, in the middle of blows. No, that was that was Thursday. We made it five days without without fighting. But the, you predicted it the day before. We I sit on the I'm beach like, with him, and he goes, "You know something, Captain?" He calls me Captain. I do. He says, "Uh, it's time. We're sitting here on the beach. It's time to put everything behind us." I'm like, "I don't remember having an argument. What, what are we putting behind <laughs> us?" And then you, it was like a future Mario. The next day, <laughs> I thought you said all I do is drink and sleep. And I then I, I slammed the door and said I was I, I go I, I told him I was gonna knock his block off like I'm from the 30s or something. He yelled at me. I heard you. Yell, I'm never again. Never again am I going into a vacation with this guy. You know, it's funny. Like I hate to hate hanging out with you the whole time. And then I get home and I have fond memories of it. it's weird. Like <laughs> I don't know why. But, no, wow. the totally strangest like a, your, relationship. Yeah, yeah your your, well. your your brain changes it into like a good time after the fact. Good times. <laughs> Listen, if I can recap what happened with I didn't yes, predict we were gonna fight. 
Go ahead. Oh, I said it I always close, happens when you, right go, when you go away right there. with somebody. It's like after a couple of I didn't want to beat you up in front of your kids. Yeah, you know, everything's fine. But after a while, you, you get on people's nerves. And usually there's a, I get on people's nerves? Everybody oh, does. Oh, and then the usually, royal eye. Okay. Usually there's a time when... When then the there's a, a big tiff where it's like, I finally had it with you. And I said, I was happy that we hadn't really gotten to that point. You, you were explaining it like it already had happened. It was, no, and you, <laughs> were you said, up. let's put everything behind us. We were sitting in the beach, and I have a, I have a beach tent. In the beach. And he's refusing to go in my tent. And he's sitting yeah, because on the it's other COVID. Side. I always sit in a freaking tent with you. He's sitting on the it's other side. It's the beach. Side. I want to be outside. I don't want to sit inside. He's, yeah, but you're sitting on the... Outside of my tent. You had a window. I could see you through the window like it was a priest confessional. I had yeah, a red right. screen. So I'm like, come closer so we have a confessional here, son. I forgive yeah. you. And we had this discussion that we hadn't had this I thought I was a priest argument, in this scenario. You know, because yeah. we appreciate each other now. And next thing I know, that was Thursday. And I said, I'm really glad that we really haven't had anything really get to us where we're getting on each other's nerves to the point yeah. of where we're sick it's of each other. I remember. And then here's what happened. Oh, I was sick of you. I just you have a, a knack of dismissing people without thinking about it. Like when I'm like talking about the dinner because uh, I take, Sully, what are you up to? All right. <laughs> I take pride See, in... See, that was... That was yeah. I take pride in, in getting the food and preparing the food. And yeah. you're always like, I don't give a damn about fucking food. I don't. I don't care. And then... then I'll we were, find a way to eat. I'm not going to die of starvation. Of course you'll find a way to eat because the people around you put things in your refrigerator. I give a shit. There. I go to the store. What the fuck? What am I... How often did you guys cook at home versus going out to eat at a restaurant? No, we only went out to eat once. We were outside. And that was the, the bill to eat was the same as the bill it cost us to eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner for five I give a crap about days. that either. Like, that's, but that's, that's your department. That shows you when you go out to eat what, how much more you're spending. We, we spent uh, for groceries 300 The bill to eat was about 260 <laughs> with the tip. Who cares? Mario, how did you do that five that days? That's who I hate going out to eat, too. Do you, but you did make a nice drawing of me. I have it hanging up over there. Mario, I would just like to say that this documentary so far is going out. Wow. Oh, it's going amazing. Thank this you, Hugo. This is going to be the first shot. I knew it. Hugo, you're iPhoning a Zoom screenshot <laughs> for a documentary? That's the Scorsese Next method. Question. You and wait, you wait and see. You yeah. wait and see. Dancing Mike. And the Oscar it's outstanding. If Soderbergh could do it, so could yeah. you go. Yeah, I have a, I have a, I have a follow-up question. Yeah, Stephen in the front. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, My, Mario, how much are you tipping uh, when you go out to a restaurant in the COVID time? Well, you don't do a double the tip in in the southern states because their their taxes like different. Jersey. But like I, Jersey. Jersey. I usually do anywhere from fifteen to twenty percent. We did twenty. We did twenty. Usually at like 17%. You don't care if people live or die. That's awesome. Uh, excuse me. I was a waiter for many years. Wait a I, second. I, I took the bill not. and we split it and I said what it was. Did you make it 17 instead of 20? No, I didn't pay the bill. Oh. My wife and you paid it. Okay, then we did do that. My wife. I thought, you know, I thought that, that's the one thing. Like Mar Mario's not uh, thrifty like that at the restaurant. I thought you'd tip well. Why, why, yeah, I do. I why do. not just go 20? Oh, okay. why, why 17? Why are you going to save no, no. $2? What happens is in New York, the so tax weird. is 8 and 3 quarters so i just double it and so in jersey it comes out to 17 point whatever because yeah. you're just doubling the tax right just 10 and then, and then why not just throw eight the number eight into that mix right after i will yeah. do that i will do that and uh, uh i thought you're okay too. dancy mike you're a disgrace to boricos everywhere what the hell you don't speak <laughs> <laughs> Mario, wow. have you been to Italy? No, entiende Mike. Yeah, this is some show after two weeks. It's just Mario, like, oh. do, you, do you speak Italian? I speak oh, Italian Jesus. and Spanish. Don't I get think him I started. speak more Italian than I speak Spanish. Uh, have you ever been to Italy? 
Many times, yes. He's been everywhere. Uh, yeah, I think Sean's got some drops on the board of this. He's traveled. Uh, he's traveled <laughs> yeah, the world. No, I've been to Ireland, Italy, and I've never been to Puerto Rico. Uh, yeah. Really? That's Dancing Mike's been to Ireland and Italy. What, yeah. how, what was Ireland like for a Puerto Rican who can't speak Spanish? Oh, it, was, it was great. Puerto <laughs> Rican's from the Irish. <laughs> same, right, everybody, the same thing. You're yeah. greeted like a hero. The Irish love the Puerto Ricans, you mean. Mike, weren't you born yeah. in Puerto Rico? It goes both ways. Right. So, yeah. Weren't you born in Puerto Rico, Mike? No, I was not. I was born in Teaneck, New Jersey. Uh, uh, close enough. John went vacation. That's where, I go. That's where we rented the house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Might as well be. T-neck in the house. T-neck is where like the mobsters would go move after like you know like the the city's getting hot. We got to hit yep. the mattress. Yeah, yeah. yeah you know you're like a, you're like an aging <clears throat> an aging gangster, and you you start having a couple kids, and like they're like six and ten. You move to T-necks. Speaking of mobsters, I had it. a bunch. Of, I'm serious. Speaking of mobsters, I had Bob number one roaming my property today. Yeah. What was he yeah, digging just, up? Something you have you no. said you, your uninvited neighbor Is he dropping off something. <laughs> no, he showed up. He showed I can't up like use four. these. I can't use these. Just turn your mind to mush. Well, I think he heard that we were working with cement, so he wanted to drop something off. You know? Did the silences fit? <laughs> no, he just showed up with like another woman, two young girls, and two dogs, and then he just started walking. Sounds through, like a like, radio show to me. You know what? I'm changing it. I don't want to do a documentary I, about this anymore. I'm going to do a documentary about Bob. I told, I told you this would happen. Like uh, That's what Scorsese says. The documentary will take a different life. It'll yes. start about the show and then be like a Mario in the mountains with Tommy. So. Ken Burns, uh, a woman not my wife, two dogs, and two other broads. <laughs> Stick around. We'll see what happens. Why don't you yeah. just tape Dancing Mike? He's sitting right next to you. Call it a day. Yeah, that's entertainment. His name has dancing in it. <laughs> can, I, can I, like, not do the interview somehow? He's that is, that is, cool. That is cool. Yeah, boring. Good, and you? <laughs> well, anyway, yeah, he walked into my barn, and I turned around, and he was in there with a bunch of people, so I thought it was crazy. He was just there. He was entertaining was people in your bar? Yeah, he just he just appeared, and I think he was doing the rounds to kind of snoop on what we were up he to. He sees there's a truck that's digging holes, and he can't help himself. He's one of these neighbors. He's got to show up and stand. Hey, oh, oh, oh! I didn't see the truck there. What are you, what are you up to? I was just passing I through the you woods. Had a rifle, Tommy. On, on my way to I do. Like, go the on woods. your porch, you're like cock it. <laughs> right. I was too busy. He caught me off guard, dude. I was working with cement, and all of a sudden I, I turned I was around and there. with but... cement. Yeah, dude. I'm you ever worked with cement, John? Yes, many times. My my hands are. Uh, rotten from the lie. Did you mix it yourself, or did you get it uh, delivered? I always we got, mix ne- Yeah, we neither. We got uh, one of our DIY concrete mixers. It's a deck. You could have dug two holes with a. Did you get the, the bag bucket. and make it yourself, or did it the, come get the bag? We some we have eighty. Concrete. All right, 80. Where are you getting all fucking tight for? I'm, I'm not. I got. I'm all wound up. Yeah. I got eighty sixty pound bags, so it's almost yeah, five thousand pounds of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sixty pound bags. Come on, it's it's. You got to carry the eighties. There's 80s and 60s, and I didn't want to put my back out. So, and yeah, that's true. 80s, 80s heavy. It's pretty wow. heavy. Yeah. That's a lot of cement, Tommy. I, I've carried them up ladders. Do you really? I don't so know. Why what... do you need cement on a, on a roof? Well, I'll tell you after the show. <laughs> he was working at a parking garage. You need cement on a second. <laughs> well, you guys know the Tommy, cement. Tommy, why not get a garden? Like, why? <laughs> or a hobby. I have a, you garden. have a garden. I actually, uh, uh, well, we made one. We, we used an excavator to gulp out like all this raw land to make. You room live for in the garden. woods. You you have to make a garden. It just grows, right? It's just like yeah, like just the, take a bunch of seeds and chuck them around. in there. Yeah. Well, well, the trees aren't where I want them, so we're going to like excavate the trees and move them over like three feet. You know. 
Because I got to get like all organized. Do you feel like you have to constantly change everything. everything about the house? It, like it's never going to be. You're never going to be satisfied, right? You realize no. that, right? No, it's, so it's a lifelong project. I think. The, you know, there's you, a movie called The Money Pit with yeah. <laughs> Shelley Long and Tom Hanks. It's that was the first piece. movie. That was the first movie we saw when we, we got this place. It has it really? Like yeah, a one totally. love it. tiny little house. Yeah, but it's like a six-acre property, so I'm trying to make like a little Disneyland up here, you know? What's uh, yeah. his <laughs> the, the Andy Animal ride and the... <laughs> Dude, that's cement. Space that's Rock cement. Mountain. Canceled for the season. <laughs> <laughs> that cement mixer sounds like Andy's laugh when it's running. <laughs> It'd be like... <laughs> the ride is totally canceled. Yep. Wait, are you doing a garden or you have one? No, so um, there's basically a huge backyard. If you guys remember for the wedding, we had Daddy Long Legs on like a DIY deck. Well, yeah, I, decided I remember to make Blues Traveler. I introduced them. Yes. <laughs> I've decided to extend that to be an actual you know, backyard. Those, those jerks were making fun of everybody who was talking. And then when I said Blues Travel, all of a sudden it wasn't funny anymore. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Take yourself then, then then seriously. Bolo ties. Yeah, yeah your pencil mustache, bolo tie jerk <laughs> off. Get out of here. Thank hey, you. Fun, fun fact, Hugo was a member of that band for a little know. bit. I'm you not really that? mad at them right there. Did you, oh, guys yeah? know that? Did you guys know that Hugo was a member of that band for a little bit? Yeah. Do you have to I buy your not. own tuxedo? I had no idea. <laughs> you were a member of Blues Traveler? Yeah. I, think, I think we should make a documentary about that. He, he played the oh, other right. half of the harmonica. Well, so we decided to make like a big five, 600 square foot deck. And so you have to uh, work with code enforcers here. So yeah, the, the German guy, right? Yes, his name is Carl von Hassel. He's good. And so he insists that all the holes. No, he's German, I think. Okay, but you, you, in order to make a deck, you have to dig four feet in the ground. So we had to hire a local excavator to Wait dig all the way down. Is this like Breaking Bad? You got like the whole German guy with the, his. Uh... You never heard of the Von Hossel? He's talked about it a million times. The guy keeps showing up, oh, break yeah. his balls. Like you, you, you can't put a pool here and all that shit. Right, and, right. He he, he, it, he doesn't even work for the city. He's just like <laughs> some Jergo shows up. But dude, I learned a cool trick. You're supposed, to, you're supposed to put a, a four foot like uh, sauna tube in the ground and then put four a foot what rebar. tube? A sauna tube? I never heard of that. It's like a like a like a footing, you know. Yeah, it's a big uh, cardboard form, right? That's it. Yeah. Except the problem is, you're getting, we you're getting hosed at every corner, dude. You made, yeah. a, you made a deck. Just put it on the ground. You don't need a concrete. You can't because the frost line is going to oh, upheaval. Up, ah, all right, I guess. Maybe. Why so big? It's gonna well, because I, I, I have a grand be an dream. You're making a meth lab out down there, aren't Tommy you? Tommy has a dream. I have a grand okay, dream for a, a lot of uh, activations in the back. I got deck. some things to keep you busy. How about making a couple of barrage T-shirts uh, and, and Nicole? Yes, yeah, yes, right. we should you do that too. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Our friends in Patreon are starting to send angry letters to John. <laughs> well, I just forwarded uh, it to you guys. Friends. I want nothing to do with it, friends. Friends. We'll I talk will, after the show, Mary. I'll, I'll get you, Tommy. If you're listening, I'll get you personally, <laughs> and I'll send you a nice eight by ten glossy of myself. So where, where, where are you at with the deck? Because so, so basically, people are dying to know. And, uh, by the way, we were we ran into some problems. I guess Joe uh -oh. Banks coming up at nine o'clock. He's written a book about Hawkwind. What happened was so. we dug a little too deep. Oh, you went pet. You went to the second frost line. Yeah, that's yes. where things start. Getting, it's like molten. Gets hot. Well, kind of molten well, frost. What happened was we hit we hit some aquifers. Uh oh, what's that? Uh, After, uh, an underground river. Oh uh, yeah, do you like Mario? He uh, lives I got on one over, under my house. Over, yeah. That's what the plumber said to Mario. Uh, Mario's like, I don't understand why the water's coming in. The plumber goes, you live on Overbrook Street. 
Sir. I do. I have. I actually excavated a hole in my basement, and I could actually see the river. That's running, I told you, Tom. You should never. You, you should have never moved to Asshole Mountain. <laughs> That's what Hugo calls it. You should come. Really is an asshole. Mountain. Uh, I can't get through. It, 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 I should have taken an impassable lane instead of impassable. No, but, well, first of all, let me start. There's a lot of rock in my backyard. A lot of rock. Uh, yeah. Yeah, because you so, love rocks. about. <laughs> <laughs> and so we're talking about like megatons of rock. So we had to pull that aside. But then yeah, I realized yeah, it's yeah. valuable because I can actually <laughs> use it to make like a retaining wall in a fire pit. <laughs> That's right. Rocks aren't Turn cheap. Turn the volume up and break the knob off. I'm going to come. <laughs> so what kind of rocks? I, like, <laughs> I'm up here with a friend of the show. Sparkly? Did Kevin Garnett come out to borrow a boulder out of your backyard? <laughs> I'm up here with a friend of the show, Baby Sean. You guys remember that guy? Yeah, he works for free. Right? Is he on there? Is he, like, filming a documentary of... Uh, Hugo filming okay. a documentary? <laughs> yeah, meta. Documentary of the documentary. <laughs> He's like, I, I, I need... I, over here. I, I'm about to get canceled. I gotta get, I gotta get away in the woods. So I'll, work, I'll do anything. My heart's in darkness. I'll blow glass. Hello, Papa Sean. Paint the house. Uh, What's up, Sean? Need. All right, so go ahead, Tom. He's in the shower right now because he spent the whole day lifting all that concrete while I was kind of What'd planning everything out. What you, you know, a, a vest of foreman on the back. Yeah. So you got yeah, rid of Hugo and you took on Papa Sean. I see how it goes. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna go up there with, with my union rep. We're gonna unionize this freaking job. Yeah. Why? Well, John wants to unionize you. Yeah. It's a, it's down. Giant scabby the rat, right, Pete? Right on this lawn. Right on the and, mountain. Anyway, so uh, it's kind of a brains and bronze operation. You know? Coming right. up the hill. <laughs> slowly coming up the hill. You see fucking strike rack coming. <laughs> no, you wait till you get up there to blow it up. I've been through this before. Like, getting coffee. Oh, shit. <laughs> so we dug up the rock, and when we got yeah, to the bottom. Tommy's we... bringing out giant blocks of poison, throwing around. <laughs> a a giant mouse trap. Giant glue. Right, giant <laughs> it's half the size of the deck. And when we, when we got to the bottom, we uh, we hit like payday, you know? Was that what that's called? Pay dirt? Right. Payday! So we had to climb into the four foot hole on fire. and then put a tube down there and then cover ourselves with dirt to hold that tube in place. You Wait, know? you know, what? Sounds like the glory hole. Oak Island. No, no, no. no, no. It's kind of like Oak Island, Oak actually. I, you so. know what the curse of Oak Island is? It's, it, nothing ever happens. It's the most boring exactly. shit you ever watch in your life. How do they stretch that show to be like nine years? Before? You know, you watch five minutes, it feels like nine years. They're like, oh, we're yep. digging another hole. I wonder what's going to happen. I don't know. It I was, must be the I curse was so excited of when that show came out, but then they just keep pulling the same were shit. You? Every season. Yeah, let's yeah, like we just dig a hole in like Canada all day and nothing <laughs> happens. They're like, oh, we found a piece of wood. It's pretty old. Yeah. You know what? Every rock is old, idiot. Exactly. Well, we were trying to do some carbon dating on these rocks, but <laughs> we don't know how to Island, do that, By so. the way, next week, the two Stunat brothers from that show, the, <laughs> the Oak Island bros. So then you climb into this hole and you put no, this you paper don't. tube and you put dirt on top of yourself. Well, you kind of have to bury yourself in a couple feet so <laughs> that it's the end of casino. <laughs> and then you climb out, and then you have to take an excavator and, and like pat it back. Yeah, and so then you, you tamp have to it down. Tamp. We did a lot of tamping. Right. You buy you buy an electric tamper. No, we got a manual tamper. Uh, like, right? you Ooh. idiot. After all that, you rented all this equipment. You can't go hand tamper. Well, we, we have a huge T-Rex excavator, yeah. and it just goes like this. It goes kronk, oh. kronk, and it does that. Oh, okay. Fucking still it. How does that sound again? It was more like kronk, kronk, like that. <laughs> <laughs> next, to, next to Nighthawk, T-Rex was my favorite. 
Nice. And so then you fill it with uh, well, then you have to do a lot of measurement with string. You have to string it all out like vector points. Right, to level in a vector point. Right, and then you fill it with a rebar. Do you have you a projector with Google out there like, <laughs> to show the, no. constru the construction workers show up and uh, are they like you're bothering them and stuff? And like, Just leave us alone. Well, we know how to dig a freaking hole. Basically, we had to we had problems because what happened was we woke up the next day and it rained, also. and the ground was all wet. So you gotta and, look at the weather forecast for you, pour uh, concrete. Everybody knows that. No, we didn't pour it yet, and we wake up the next day, and the tubes are full of water. Oh, Not perfect! Now you just mix it right in the hole, dude. Right, we did a little bit, but the problem was the w water didn't come from the rain; it came from the underground aquifer. So you're it was like on live for the Barrage Construction Talk, and uh, this is the way not to build a deck. Apparently, <laughs> this is this is month six of building a deck in the backyard, which no it, one's ever going to sit in. It is also documentary poison. I just want, I would like to add that. <laughs> Scorsese's like, whatever you do. Well, anyway, so we have three more holes to dig tomorrow, and we're all set. Right. Well, that's great. I would, I would say you probably thing. only have two more First holes to dig. <laughs> I think the fucking hole. I ain't never dug a hole before. Sean, there's one more hole to dig, and just put Tommy in it. All right. Yeah, he's dead. <laughs> you got the concrete. I'm a good shot. You tamp it down. Get the line. Yeah, yeah. that's all you got. That's it. Just nice. remember, the MTA didn't stop with the aquifers. They built all those tunnels. <laughs> and baby that's Sean's that's sitting crazy. behind him, like standing over his shoulder, like keep digging. The aquifers. They still build those tunnels. Yeah. You know, yeah. they, did they tell you were, you were getting made? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm grateful for all the help between Hugo, Leah, and Sean. It's been a huge support system to help me out, so I'm grateful for all of it. Right. I, I just picture you Thank striking you. Uh, oil down there and be like the uh, Catskills the hillbillies there and just have to move to, back to Tennessee well, or something. Actually, if you guys want to talk about black gold, I got some hot tips for you. Black gold, son. You know, I, I do Won't have it. you come? <laughs> what are you, enough of your dog whistles, Tom. Build a jack for me. Black gold, son. You guys have no idea. Black gold, son. <laughs> Tom, Tommy's about to give us a multi-million dollar. Oh, won't you come? I'll be doing uh, my own harmonies. Thank you, guys. You guys can take five. Oh. Uh, <laughs> okay, well, fine. I gotta tell you guys. Bobby, just name the album Cornell. Just go out. Just fucking go outside. Listen I, to the CD I, in the car. Because that's I how it really in, sounds. I walked into a Home Depot to pick up all this decking, and we're talking about you know like. 10 million little mom and pop uh, operation pressure treated wood you know and i go to buy all this pressure treated wood i got a whole list you got to get uh 200 joists and you got to get 40 frames and all the stuff and i go and all the aisles are fucking bare and i'm like where's all the pressure treated wood so i call over her manager and she's like what are you kidding me and i'm like what do you mean you're kidding me she's like there's a nationwide shortage for pressure treated lumber and where's all the fucking hand sanitizer <laughs> all right i don't see no paper so towels where's the black gold come in so that's it. If pressure treated lumber is black gold in America right now. So how do we make it? Where do we get it? You gotta get wherever you can get wherever you can get your hands on pressure treated lumber. It's selling for double or triple its price. Can I just pressure treat it myself? Oh, no. oh, pressure treated. Oh, that's yes, gonna be that's yes. gonna cost you triple, I think. <laughs> so, yeah. so the average piece that let's say a piece costs ten dollars is going for twenty five dollars now because Black <laughs> the chemicals are coming in from Canada and uh, that's where it gets pressure treated. Should, but should I never move to Chris Cornell, New York, upstate? 
So I've been running around all sorts of hardware stores trying to get every piece of uh, pressure treated lumber, but oh, it's like around. a it's like a cannonball run for for that shit. Well, uh, did you find any? I've I've got almost everything I need, and then I've got uh, I make a run to Middletown to go pick up the rest. <laughs> I've got a better black gold opportunity for all our listeners. Oh, yeah. Models is closing in two uh, more days. And they're selling shit for pennies on the dollar. Models. You can go buy a baseball mitt for twelve bucks at cost. It's a sixty dollar mitt, and then sell it on eBay the for thirty dollars. You could, you could buy all their inventory and just have a, a, a sports sporting goods eBay store. Right. I'll get right on that. I'm, I've been thinking about doing. I yeah. did. I, I bought a mitt. I bought. A, I found a left-handed mitt for my daughter. You're right-handed. Oh. For my daughter. For, <laughs> I hope she'll grow into I it. I played your daughter in ping pong, by the way. And the first game, I, I let her win. I made a couple, like, uh, you know. Because how old's your daughter? Ten. 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 The third time, I go, all right, she won, too. I'm going to try this time. She fucking beat me. The girl is persistent. There's She's nothing got else. excellent reflexes. And your son is some kind of oddball genius. Well, My, that's because every time I go like this, they, 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 move, they know how to move out of the way. I'm like, hey. <laughs> They're like, oh. That's about to smack me. I'm like, I'm, the, I'm great at ping pong. And a ten-year-old legit beat me, and I'm trying to tell her I'm like that was legit, but I didn't want to tell her that <laughs> the other two were. The other two weren't. It was it was uncomfortable. Listen, she that was girl, so happy. That girl, I love her to death, but she's a spoiled little whiny brat. I know how to brat. spin the ball and everything, and that kid freaking legit beat me. John, just go on record, okay? The, that girl needs a little help in in learning how to get along with others. The woman. Oh, I don't want to get involved in the business. Everything has got to be her way or no way. The woman is. Oh, so, reminds right, me of somebody yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sound familiar? Yeah. Apple tree. Yeah, John Gotti Jr. <laughs> and speaking of apple and tree, what, what were you doing in my poker game the other night, Soli? And Pete was there for a few minutes. I was invited as emotional support. Yeah, I said let's get in the yeah. Zoom. It was like it a. It was like for a, a goof. For fun. I know. I know what you were. Thinking, I miss my John. friends and I hate you guys. You. Yeah. Gone from the yeah, podcast exactly. for two weeks. It's so gonna, like half that room had their phones sideways. <laughs> you nobody. You have no idea what the hell's going on. <laughs> I got two now. aces. Well, what I know. Jake off playing the RNC during the whole thing. Really? You know, so. There's always. You know, they never get it. They never get it. But, you know, nobody cares. I, uh, so I depressing. know why you did it, John. You're uh, two weeks what? without on the podcast. You decided to have a you mini. You don't know anything practice. about me. I just I was talking to my friends. I'm like, hey, we're going to the thing. Oh, you Jump talk. Oh, you talk. Yeah. If that was we my were... radio show, you would have been fired. What do you care? It's like what is it? Sanctified poker online. Uh, I didn't interrupt you, and I didn't say anything. But I just noted that you. Oh talk. my god! I can't believe you that's an issue. Like I cannot. An hour and a half straight. <laughs> I did. You know, I really did. You did. I. I, 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 I agree with that. You couldn't shut me up. It was like you I, hadn't talked to anybody but me for two weeks. I know. I need to talk to a national person. <laughs> I, I have a question for Pete, Adam, and Soli. Uh -huh. I wanted to know. We haven't seen you guys in weeks. I wanted to know what you guys were up to since we last <laughs> seen each other. Oh, um, I've been working and then just spiraling through depression. That's all. Okay. I'll be right back. I'm getting a beer. <laughs> I will also get a beer. All right. There's, the two people you asked everyone a question, they all were like, all right, I'll be right back. What yeah, about, yeah. Peace out. Yeah, see you later. What about you? I, same yeah, as solely, and then just getting ready to, you know, figure out if the kids are going to school or not. Are right. they? Whole fucking process. Well, I mean, you know, middle school and high school is going to be remote for a month. Mario will teach them for half price. And then, uh, and then my my kindergartner is going to school four days in person. Wow, wow, wow. that's a lot. Really? Ah, you I don't you listen. You don't need kindergarten. What are you going to learn? It's good for I, social development. It's good for social development. I would, I would skip that shit, but that's just me. Right. Yeah. Tommy, Tommy got his... 
kindergarten GED. He, he, <laughs> Ser- uh, Tommy, seriously. I mean, imagine you're left back in kindergarten and go back to nursery school. You're like, that, Tommy's six feet tall. <laughs> uh, he's, he's pumped. Oh, he's I'm pumped. sorry. That's the plot of, uh, of uh, what's that? Um, Thinley Madison. Yeah, Honey, I, sh- no, I shot no, the kids. Um, uh, Run the Jewels. What's the name of that movie? Yeah. Finley Madison. No, the one with the jewels and Adam Sandler. Uncut Gems. Right. That's right. He goes <laughs> back to school and he's in the football. I, I, I want to say something about this movie. That, that's <laughs> Have you seen it yet, John? I, just, Have you seen it? I watched it. What did you think, Tom? You liked it? I honestly, it was very tense and anxiety yeah, filled. In, if you're an anxious person, don't watch this. No. Yeah, totally. Thing. It's very anxious. Everyone's, very it's like, anxious. Everyone, you know how everyone's talking person. at the same time, just like now. It's it's it, 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 and uh, uh, Colette and I are like ah let's relax and watch holy fucking no. shit you're gonna be up for days like oh yeah you God. cannot relax and watch that movie dude I should have told it you is, that good, it's there it's it's yeah, the worst he, and best like movie it. ever there's a I good, it, yeah, yeah I, I I hated it and loved it and it it, it sucks yeah. and it's good and it's very it, it's so horrible to watch it's, gone, it's like, gonzo it's gonzo uh, you want to throw your clean. tv out the yeah. fucking window well that's what makes yeah. it so good because it, it involves you on a, on a personal and emotional level it's kind of yeah. like what's the movie goodfell uh, with the uh, henry hawk always looking <laughs> i didn't have any money i was glad i didn't have any money on the celtics that was that was the only relief oh the betting yeah I you know, if they miss the tip off, the movie's over. I have to explain parlays and everything. What about Mike Francesa, John? Did you enjoy yeah, his he was, camera? Yeah, he's fine. He was fine. I like the, the, the best guy in the he movie is the, the dude they got off the street. Because that guy's real. That guy who's like, hey, I'm going to kill you. You know he's going to be a goon. So, fun fact the guy at the end of the movie, Wayne Diamond, we've been working to try to get him on as a guest, yes. and I'm constantly oh, working boy. on that. What you, he's boy. great. Oh, boy. Uh, what, what do you think, think this show is? <laughs> like uh, the, the opera? I was surprised that yeah. Mario Pollitt wasn't in that movie. I know. Yeah. Uh, he said some funny things. Um, he, he, you know, we had uh, Mario Polite, by the Polite. way. Polite. Yeah, uh, who was in um, the, what was the name of the uh, movie? King Staten Island. King Staten Island. Thank you. And he had a bunch of, like, thing, like things that got cut out of the movie. Bill Burr insults him. He, he, he goes, you look like Alvin who ate the chipmunks and, uh, like, six other things. that were really... And when you look, with his face there for context, it's, it's funny. Yeah, you can look that up on uh, your own time. If I could make a suggestion for those that haven't seen Uncut Gems, I would suggest eating about five uh, indica gummies and then watching it. Yeah, or that or that CBD, which is a big scam. Once the like fear hits, yeah. What's that CBD right shit? What the hell is that? It's 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 weed that doesn't work. It's great. It's it's it's, it's, it's the next big thing. It's like the old duels of weed. I'm gonna rub it on yeah, your ass tonight. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. But give there's me, also weed O-Dools. that is just PBR. Yeah. Right. You know what relaxes yeah, like, me? You know, not pal. not paying old for pal. CBD <laughs> calms me down. Oh, can I get three ounces for 40 bucks? Old pal. By the way, at the 9 o'clock hour, we've got Joe Banks. He's written a book about Hawkwind. Thank you. I'm excited. Are you ready to rock? You can. Are are you a Hawkwind fan, Tommy? I am through my wife, actually. She's a huge fan, so she's turned me on to them. Yeah. Sounds like bullshit. Well. (gasps) What, the band or Tommy? Tommy's. Yeah. She's actually, she's the one who kind Tommy, of brought me on. How much you got Speaking in the Celtics tonight? Hey! Hey, how's it going? Hey! hey. Hell yeah. Hi, Leah. There's Leah. Hi, Leah. I'm wearing my Hawkwind shirt. Nice, I like it. Nice. 
Nice. See, look, here's Leah. She sounds great. She looks fantastic. Her lighting's perfect. Like, what the hell's yeah. wrong with you, Pete? Hi. Well, you have your own camera and setup, Leah. Let That's me nice. talk to Leah for a second. You, Leah. you guys don't have any lights on. That's why, right? Yeah. We well, he, Hugo doesn't. He's the filmmaker, so. Okay. <laughs> he, he watched the Luke Benson uh, master class. He's a pedophile. Uh, He's Leah. The uncut gems version of the a Zoom. Yeah. <laughs> How's that? Is that better? What? Much better, Mary. I just lit myself. <laughs> Leah, how are you? I'm good. Yeah, how are you? What's going on there? Is it uh, 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 blink twice uh, if uh, you need help? <laughs> <laughs> he, he let me out of the cage. I'm all good. Right. I'm free. You guys are awful. <laughs> he stopped working. <laughs> That's right. It is yeah. Breaking Bad. He's got her in a cage. He lets her out just to does, do. Does does <laughs> is the hot tub still uh, around or is he like onto the next thing and it's green now and fuck it. Oh no, the hot tub is still around, nice, and I, I go in it like every single night. Oh, <laughs> that's her favorite thing. Yeah, awesome. That's good great. Work. I would be in there right now if I wasn't here. So. I, I got Schmidt's envy. <laughs> My ass would figure out a way to to do it from, yeah. the, from the, <laughs> no question. Uh, Leah, uh, you could be on the show anytime you want. By the way, you don't have to be here when uh, just Hawkwind isn't. But you're a huge Hawkwind fan, isn't that correct? I'm a huge Hawkwind fan. I've loved Hawkwind since I was in my early 20s. And, like, you know, I've been collecting the records ever since. And I, yeah, I, I worship them. Did you ever make so. uh, the dolls of them? It's like uh, 50s. <laughs> I, the first dolls I ever made were of Lemmy. And I did Hawkwind era Lemmy. So uh. I haven't done, doing Hawkwind would be hard because which era of Hawkwind are you going to do? There are so many different members of Hawkwind. Isn't there, and, there's two factions know, and they hate each other or something. Is that correct? I don't know. They hate each other. Yeah. yeah. I've the only seen fight? Nick Turner's Hawkwind, actually, because Dave Brock always canceled his shows because Some Nick Turner was touring at the same time. And he, I think he just wants full control over Hawkwind, mm -hmm. it seems. I don't know. That's like if the barrage know. split into two parts and we had two different factions that hated each other. Yeah, it's like, it's like a hairdo Dave Harrison. <laughs> yeah, that'll be in right. two weeks. <laughs> for those own. of you who don't know what we're talking about, <clears throat> Lee makes uh, Russian nesting dolls and they're called... Uh, what? Uh, they're no, called they're Rock and Roll Matryoshka. Matryoshka. Rock and Roll Matryoshka. She made us alive from the barrage one. She, I bought some Ramones ones off, which is fantastic. Are you still doing that? Oh, yeah. I'm making Beach Boys right now. Ah. Oh, wow. Hey, can you do me That's a favor and make Mike Love the smallest and also break it with a hammer? He is always the smallest. Are you kidding me? That guy is such a... He's like the smallest. Stamos the biggest, then Brian Wilson. <laughs> hey, Leah, do you still have that uh, favorite set of Mario's that are around behind you on that white shelf there, or did you ship those out? Oh, yeah, I do have them. Yeah. You wanna, can, can you bring them on camera? Yeah, Mario would appreciate this. Yeah, hold on one second. Let me go grab them. Do you talk to your wife music uh, going, Paul. nicely well, like this uh, well. when uh, you're not on Zoom, or do you like, hey, get the... <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Mario, check this out. Let me see, let me see. So there's Joe Strummer right oh, there. Yeah, oh, yeah, there. Nice. Just, birthday just passed. And, and uh, yeah. Make, Does it take make, a long time to, to paint those? Is that Paul? Yeah. There he is. There's the class. Oh, wow. Who are you making those for? Who's the fifth one? Um, I made them because a friend requested them. So <laughs> Izzy. I haven't sold them yet, actually. <laughs> Who's the fifth uh, The fifth one you held up? The Buckethead. I was, uh, it's four. It's only four, right? I just saw yeah, it's only four. Oh, I yeah. see. I have one to show you guys. 
Wait, really? You one? make your own dolls too? Let me see. No, that's one of Leah's. That's uh. <laughs> Don't Pat, touch my dolls. Ooh, Pat Wall couldn't be here, and uh, so he's here in spirit. Who's that was that was. Who's that was inside so of nice Pat of you to make those, and I'm so embarrassed that I was the biggest guy. I knew that was gonna happen. Who's this? Is this your husband? <laughs> Move to your Stop left. touching my yeah, thoughts. That's rough. That's uh, rough. Let me put my camera on so I can see what I'm doing. There we go. I don't know what part of stop touching my dolls you're not getting right now. Uh, he's, he's, been, he he's been working in the tobacco yeah, field. Don't take a part. I want to show everybody how they in work. The cannery. And you could get these. How can people order these? You could break my Johnny Ramon. That's about it. How do you get these? Like uh, Mario, I believe you can go to rockandrolldolls.com and you can order your favorite set if you'd like. And anything you want. You could do it your own family. You could do a band. You could do a... Uh, bocce team, whatever you want. Perhaps your family's in a band. Middle Village a bocce Larry. Bocce team. <laughs> Morton Downey Jr. show. I like to put Pat with his pants on backwards. <laughs> Leah, we're going to have to do a set of Gra Grateful Dead for Pete, I think, for his next what birthday. We should do that. We should do that. Stop playing with my toys. I paid. Oh, I didn't pay for those, actually. Look how big I am. You're the biggest, and I was the smallest. And for I, Hugo, I, I, we should like just make fun of all his beards. His beards can fit into each, the next one. I, 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 I like to think about uh, Leah painting me. This is me. What happened? What was going through your head when you made the greatest piece of art you ever did, which is my face, <laughs> and with a Mets hat? Oh, man, I don't know. I was just, you know. Me, uh, don't be modest. Christmas party. Yeah. <laughs> she better bring to, a like, favor. I was trying to capture the spirit of the show. You did. You did a great job. And I have so many questions about living with Tommy and how it's probably terrible for you, but uh, we need to take a break. And, uh, isn't that right, Tommy? It's time. I will. I do. Have, we I will follow up with those questions later. Oh yes. So stick around. Yeah. I do. I do want to say she's she's a huge fan of both Hawkwind and Lemmy and Motorhead and. Uh, she, I don't want to blow her spot up, but her goal in, in life is to make a uh, basically a novella, a story of uh, her adventures of trying to track down Lemmy on the West Coast. Wow. Sort of like your adventures to get the actual... Well, I got some bad news for you. <laughs> it's going to be a lot easier to track down. I mean... <laughs> no, like... Pre, Not as elusive. Yeah. Yeah. Leah, you want to set that up? Yeah, no, this, like, takes place in the, like, late 90s, early 2000s, when, obviously, when Lemmy is still alive, and me and my girlfriends are obsessed with Lemmy, and we're always trying to go down to L.A. and, like, find him at the Rainbow, and whenever we're at the Rainbow, he's never there, so we're like, ah, oh, man. Keep missing then, him, like, he's at the machine, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> so, so it would be, like, kind of, like, a funny story about that, and I, I want it to be, you know, obviously from the woman's perspective, because I feel like all rock movies kind of are all, all about, like, dudes and, like, how, right. yeah, and, like, the girls are, like, the groupies, and I'm like, no, girls like rock and roll just as much as dudes, and, like, we, That's right. you know, I appreciate Motorhead, Hawkwind, all that stuff, you right. know, because I really love it, and so I wanted it, you know, just more, like, girls rock and roll kind of like side of things for once. Right. You know? so you're you're, you're here to say uh, women are people. Is that correct? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, that's right. <laughs> Pretty straightforward. Uh, are you going to be like, a, are you, when are you going to write this uh, novella? Are you, are you, are you like a James Conn in Misery and Tommy's like hitting him over? I started writing it when Lemmy passed away. So, but I haven't finished it. Nice. So. Uh, you gotta finish it. Uh, you'll you should you'll finish that before the deck. I'll tell. Uh, I can tell you that. <laughs> 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 All right, let's take, let's take a quick break, and we'll be back with Joe Banks. 
<clears throat> Author of Days of the Underground, a new book about Hawkwind, and we'll talk to him about that. What do you guys think of that? Yeah, By the baby. way, uh, let's get it. Uh, let's get it. Leah, you're in charge of the interview, huh? Yeah, yeah, Leah, you take the helm. Good we'll job. follow your lead. No, I have plenty no. of questions. <laughs> She's like, no. I always do my research. Here's Master of the Universe by Aquaman. We'll be back after these words from Friedman and Sanchez.
master master of the universe there coming at you. We're back here live from the Barrage on Radio Nope. Nice. And, is everybody doing okay? Are we on the Zoom? And uh, hey, I see Joe Banks is there. Un, everyone unmute yourself. I believe uh, uh, that's going to be button, everybody. your yeah. own responsibility somehow. Hi, Joe. How are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you doing? Good. Thank you so much for uh, being on. Is it 2 a.m. over there? It's 2 a.m., but I'm uh, I'm okay. I'm still going. Okay. I've got some refreshment, and I'm fine. That's great. Thanks. Uh, we really appreciate you doing the show. It's amazing. And uh, yeah, Joe probably. Banks, of course, has written a book called Days of the Underground. It's a book about the band Hawkwind, if you're familiar. If you're not, you're going to be in this era coming up. And uh, Joe, hi, first of all, how are you doing? Is everything all right? Yeah, I'm good. Uh, I'm broadcasting from my mom's house. I'm up here with the kids. I've got a new puppy in the room next to me who I really am hoping is not going to wake up in the middle of this interview. Um, <laughs> but other than that, I'm fine. You know, I'm used to kind of you know doing calls at two in the morning. It's yeah. not a problem. Are you in England? I am. Yeah, I am He's in, in England. Italy. Yeah, right? I'm in. Uh, <laughs> I'm in a. I'm in a town called Newark, which is. Uh, Deep in Robin Hood country near Nottingham. Right. <laughs> but Joe, uh, can you tell us a little bit about the book and how you came uh, came to write it? Yeah, sure. So um, there's already been uh, a couple of pretty decent biographies uh, about Hawkwind uh, written in the past, but I, I wanted to do something that looked at them a, a bit more in terms of the cultural impact that they had on uh, music in the UK, but also in, in the kind of the underground culture itself. Um, so, okay, where to start? If you if you think about the counterculture in England, um, in you know the psychedelic culture in the sixties, it's very metropolitan. It's based around London, and for a lot of people, they say, you know, by the end of the sixties, it's it's all over. You know, the counterculture has happened and it's burnt out. But I mean, Hawkwind only ever formed, uh, well, they formed in 1969, right at the end of this. But they they basically, uh, they retool uh, psychedelia for the, the harsh age of the 70s. They produced this incredibly uh, kind of metronomic, riff-based kind of psychedelic rock. And the reason that they're, I think, kind of such an important band is that, as I say, a lot of people had already written off the, the notion of the underground and the counterculture in the UK by the end of the 60s, but Hawkwind completely uh, kind of blow this this kind of notion away because they, they're a London band, but what they do is that they they play everywhere. They do every benefit gig going. They play up and down the country, you know, not once or twice, you know, numerous times they take their show all around the country. And what they take with them is this notion of, of the counterculture, you know, the underground. They basically distribute you know, um, free underground magazines and the early shows, they're giving away liquid LSD. Mm. They're putting on this amazing kind of, you know, kind of um, not just a, a kind of music show, but an amazing visual show as well with kind of light. They have uh, a dancer, Stacia. Um, they have, you know, kind of this amazing kind of poetry readings as well as music. And they, they basically, uh, they're, they're producing an alternative to what, is on the kind of the gig circuit, you know, in England at the time, which is increasingly, you know, progressive rock or it's the rock canon. It's people like the, the Stones and the Who still kind of, you know, playing, you know, uh, Earl's Court and things like that. So they're culturally really important. I mean, they're basically, I described them as a one-band revolution in the 1970s in Britain. 
and that's why I wrote the book. <laughs> Very cool. Excellent. You know, do you do you think that it's they started so early? Has did they invent that kind of genre or? Well, it's its own. It's really its own thing, right? Yeah, thank you, Tommy. Yeah, no, did you write a book? No, absolutely. I mean, that's that's kind of the point I make is that Haltwind are pretty much a genre of one in the UK. Right. I mean, particularly these days, people they they kind of say, well, there's a parallel with what was going on in Germany with with krautrock, but krautrock, I mean, is a broad church, but there's a lot of bands there, you know, kind of doing their thing. Whereas there really is only kind of Haltwind, um, you know, kind of doing this kind of music in the UK. Um, as I say, this really kind of heavy, intense, repetitive, metronomic kind of rock, whereas everybody else is, is you know, kind of off onto multi-part part songs with, you know, endless keyboard solos, or or they're kind of inventing, you know, kind of early heavy metal, much more of a strutting machismo kind of sound, whereas, you know, Hawkwind is something completely different. So, so yeah, I, I would definitely say that they, they invent this genre, but it's only really, you know, kind of after the 1970s that bands... Start coming out that, that sound a bit like them. Was there anything in 1969 that was going on then that that sounded so like because so uh, forgive the term uh, new waveish uh, with this repetitive kind of uh, almost like a, a precursor to electronica or something like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Was there any yeah, kind of I band? Mean, well, that, was they, anyone doing that? Well, at they, that time? well, not in Britain. I mean, they were aware, like I said, of the early kraut rock bands because I mean they ended up on the same label that was releasing the first. Um, Calbum, um, Amon Duel 2 as well, I think were probably a band that they, they knew of and, and were kind of not necessarily influenced by, but they were certainly a parallel. I mean, there were plenty of kind of heavy bands still happening in the UK what, underground, what, you know. What about a band like uh, Jethro Tull? Does that fit in there? Is there a comparable thing? I'm reading my mind. Jethro. <laughs> um, I think, I mean, Jethro Tull at the time, if you think in 69, they they're still kind of essentially they're kind of like a blues rock band and right. they're starting to get a bit more folky and a bit more progressive and i mean jeffrey tiller and also an interesting example of a band who in a way end up being in a genre of their own i mean they get they start off blues right. rock they end up taking the piss out of progressive rock and then becoming a press progressive rock band so they're, they're kind of outliers as well but I don't think there's much crossover yeah. between Hawkwind and Jeff Rattel audience. Gotcha. Let's, let's back it up just a second. This is this is the first book you've written, and how did you find? Uh, was it was it di- was it more difficult than you thought, or or were you so into Hawkwind <laughs> that it just kind of just kind of flows out? Because there's also a unique kind of chapter uh, f- uh, format to the book, which is if you could uh, uh, talk about the the way that, the book that, is formatted, right. that'd be great. Yeah, um, so instead of being like a standard music biography where, you know, it's chapter to the band forms and then they get bigger and then they take drugs and then they have an accident with a groupie and then kind of, you know, they don't be so big anymore. I mean, I do tell the chronological story, but I'm much more interested, as I said, in pulling out the the kind of cultural aspects of Hawkwind. I mean, for instance, they have a, you know, a massive connection with science fiction which is interesting, which I really wanted to talk about. They have a whole mythos as well that builds around the band, this idea of them as as being kind of the space-faring saviors of humanity. Um, and, and also I wanted to write in depth about the music. I mean, a lot of music books I find are quite frustrating in as much as they don't actually talk very much about the music. You know, they subscribe to, I think it was Zappa who said that, you know, writing about music is dancing about architecture, 
frankly, I think that's complete <laughs> bullshit. I think it's, just, it's possible to write well about music. It's just that it takes, you know, a bit of effort and it takes a bit of immersion, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah, so I wanted to kind of write about the, the cultural aspects, the, the, uh, the musical aspects, and I also obviously fit in some interviews with some of the band in there as well. So, so to, to answer your original question about writing this book, uh, first book, it, 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 it basically evolved as it went along. I, I didn't really know what format it was going to be. You know, I was initially I thought I'm not going to actually interview a load of people because the problem with when you speak to people who, you know, uh, you're asking them to remember things from 40, 50 years ago is that they tend to just kind of trot out the same anecdotes mm-hmm. and you think, yeah. mm, we're not really kind of learning anything new here. As it was, I ended up speaking to loads and loads and loads of people. And actually, I spoke to a lot of people who hadn't been spoken to before. So that was kind of, kind of uh, fresh that, uh, uh, reports. These people have to be... Uh... Um, but I started writing the book, um, I think it was April 2016. It took me about three years, three years to write. Are you happy with what? the way it came out? I suppose you're all right. You're not going to come oh, on my sorry, show. And I say, didn't, uh, <laughs> sorry, I didn't hear the question. Are you ha- when, when, I'm sorry. When is the book coming out anyways? Is there a definite thing? And has the COVID uh, uh, d- okay. you know, d- affected the uh, release date? Not, not particularly. So here is a copy of the book. Wow. Yeah, it, this is the this is the hardback version. Wow, that's cool. Now the hardback version came out in July. It was like a, a limited edition hardback version, and that five hundred copies, and that sold out pretty much straight away. Um, the paperback copy was meant to be available by now, but um, <laughs> all kinds of crazy stuff has, has got in the way. Not actually COVID related. Um, the book, for instance, was printed in Estonia uh, and. Mm. It was then put on a ship, uh, which has taken six weeks to reach New York because it has to go to New York to go to Penguin Random House's distribution center in the States, which is their global distribution center, for it then to be distributed probably mostly back to Europe. Um, So anyway, this this has held it up. However, can I just say that the book is absolutely available to pre-order if you go on Amazon and Barnes and & Noble and people like that. They're, cool. they're showing a publication date of October, which may end up being the case, but you can absolutely pre-order and get this book now if you want it. Is the, hard, is the hardcover still available, or is that completely limited edition sold out? I'm afraid that has completely sold out. That sold out within weeks. That mostly sold out on pre-order. Yeah. I mean, the hardcore fans that, are going to go for the hardcore, uh, the hardcover, right? Because it's like a collectible item, I guess, and, uh, you know. Yeah, I mean, there was a load of other stuff with it as well. It's um, strange attractive, the publisher. Um, so we missed, we missed the really boat, is what you're saying. Doing these kind of, yeah, they, they specialize in doing these kind of limited editions. Were you, were you worried so, about, uh, were you, I'm sorry, were you worried about the sales of the book? And if it's, you know, were you worried that it's such a, like, kind of an, uh, a niche, um, you know, uh, audience that you were, were you worried about that? Or were you like, oh, man, you know, people get to snatch this up. <laughs> I, well, it's interesting. I mean, I, I originally when I spoke to the publisher, they were saying, oh, you know, should we do maybe 300? And I'm going, well, no, I mean, I think you need to do at least 500. Yeah. And now we probably could have done a thousand yeah. and they would have sold ah. pretty quickly. It's, it's, it's difficult to know. I mean, you know, Hawkwind, you know, do have a, a really dedicated fan base yeah. and they're the kind of band that people collect their stuff. So 
I'm slightly regretting the fact we didn't do more of the hardcover. Um, well, you could always do a, another know, run. Feedback we're getting. Yeah, second edition. We could do, and that, that is possible. Uh, I know the, the publisher is a bit like, oh well, you know, that's not fair to the guys who got the, you know, the limited edition 500. But mm. I don't know. I, I I think I think it's possible. There's there's yeah. various logistical problems with it as well. Right, yeah. Tommy, into, Tom, Tommy, you've never possible. dealt with the Estonians. It's it's tough. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what was your uh, first experience with Hawkwind? Were you a, were you a, a young man when you first listened to them, or is there a drug connection? And do you think uh, the <laughs> the nostalgia of that contributes to uh, you know how much you revere the the band? Um, I think I, I'm a classic example of, a, of somebody who has an older brother with an interesting music <laughs> collection, and right. um, he had a. He had a copy of Warrior on the Edge of Time, which mm. is Hawkwind's album from 1975, which, you know, kind of a lot of Hawkwind fans will probably tell you is, is their best album. And I used to, I mean, he used to play all kinds of stuff, you know, Deep Purple and Pink Floyd and Queen, but this one Hawkwind album really stuck out to me. as a, You know, and I'm, I'm hearing this when I'm nine or ten years old, wow. coming through his kind of bedroom wall. And it's, it's, it's got a unique sound to it. It's got these kind of quite sinister spoken word pieces. It has the flute? amazing fold-out sleeve. Well, and there's plenty of flute on it, yeah. The yeah. saxophone and, through um, the wah-wah pedal. The that's how I, I love the flute. I, I started playing the flute because of Jethro Tull. But uh, that's it's how mad. I heard of Hawkwind, because it's the only other band that had flute in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, right. Um, so, yeah, so that's how I got into, into heard them initially. And then when I was a bit older and was buying records of my own or, or investigating records of my own, our local record library had a copy of Space Ritual, which... Uh, uh, yeah. I listened to the entire album. Again, they, will, they will tell you this is the greatest Hawkwind album ever. So having, having kind of, you know, kind of got that from the library and, and, and played that and just thought this is unlike anything I have ever heard yeah, ever before. It's so um, weird. There's all know, this that, spoken that was, word stuff, and then, and then they just start boogieing, and then there's Brainstorm, and you're like, well, now we're getting... But what this even the song before that? I forget, it's like heavy, and then brainstorm kicks in. You're like, here we go, and then yeah. ten minutes later, yeah. or fifteen minutes later, whenever it ends, you're like, you don't want it to end. You're like, you don't even realize brainstorms that long. This is my experience with it today. Just from today. <laughs> just from today. I'm like, we're boogieing now, man. Double time. I'm in. Thank you, Joe. Did you have any aspirations yeah. at that early age to to be a musician yourself, or uh, were you ever musically inclined, or is it more just as a, a listener and a fan? <laughs> Um, yeah, I was um, I was in a band um, in the early '90s over here. Um, who we we had our kind of five five minutes of fame. Um, we got to. Do you, does, does anybody remember Jesus Jones? Yeah, sure, uh, of course. They were they were kind of yeah. Okay, so we got to we supported them at the London Astoria for three nights um, as an well, old-time band, um, which was pretty cool because uh, we were doing a what I would describe as kind of like an early version of what the Prodigy ended up doing, um, kind of thrash techno. And, um, and and Mike Jones from Jesus Jones um, was a big fan. And um, he um, basically kind of got the management to, to, to get us to support them on these London gigs. And But, you know, it's the same as everything. You know, we, we were meant to be signed by various companies. never happened. And so, the, so, yeah, and then, the I, and the then you know. What was the name of the band? Bang. Uh, the name of the band was um, Godlike Bass, um, but unfortunately, this was pre-internet, so there's very little traces of us out there. But um, 
you know, as I say, for about five minutes, it looked like something was going to happen. We were, yeah, it's you nice. know, you're going to get signed, and it was going to be a big yeah. thing. This huge band but, takes you on tour. It's got to it feel did. good. You're like, this is, it's all happening, fellas. And then, uh, uh-huh. but when you were, well, I mean, they they originally they originally said that we were going to go on the whole tour, and then their management kind of nicked that, so we just ended up the three London dates, but. After the, the third London date, I completely lost my voice. So, you know, because we just weren't used to doing that kind of show. So it would have been hopeless anyway. <laughs> do, you ever, do, you ever, do you ever talk to any members of the band? Uh, or you ever, you ever meet Lemmy? Well, funnily enough, um, I was, uh, I've got a, a, a neighbor who is involved in the music <laughs> business and, and, and knew Lemmy. And, and when I said that I was writing this book, she said, "Oh God, I could I could get you in touch with Lemmy, yeah, definitely." And then uh, I think he died two weeks later, uh, uh, so I didn't get to speak to Lemmy, but I did get to speak to um, Nick Turner. I, I think kind of probably my uh, the, the biggest catch, if you like, was speaking to Dick Nick, who is one of the uh, the electronics guys, and he hadn't spoken uh, about Hawkwind for forty years. Right. Um, and he he unfortunately also died a few months later, so that's like the only interview that he did in in forty years um, that I, I did with him. So I was I was pleased about that. I mean, but, some of these guys are in their eighties. The, sorry, sorry, go ahead. I said some of these guys. Uh, no, are, uh, uh, somebody turned eighty a couple of weeks ago, right? I mean, these guys are not no spring chickens. You know, it's hard to. That's get. right. Yeah. So so that's Nick Turner, who's just turned eighty, and uh, I spoke to him as well. Um, He's like my I mean, dad's age. You, 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 you should hear my dad's album. It sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's incredible to think that these guys are, are this age now. But when they started Hawkwinds, they weren't spring chickens. I mean, they were in their late 20s right. when they started. That's they started it at a time when most musicians, if they hadn't already made it, were giving up and, you know, becoming minicab drivers mm-hmm. um, or, or whatever. But um, you know, these guys were only just starting in their late 20s. Well, for a new yeah. fan, you know, or sort of people who are not familiar, when would you say a good start date and end date, you know, for, for their heyday? When, when would you say they kind of started? When would you say they kind of ended? you know ended? nothing about Hawkwind. For the audience. What would you That's recommend, okay. like, as a good starting well, point? Well, I mean, my book specifically is about the 1970s, and I would say that pretty much all of their stuff in the 1970s is worth a listen. But definitely their, their kind of their golden era for a lot of people is from 1971 in Search of Space. I think you were playing Master of the Universe just before I came on. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, which is the album that that comes from. Um you know, and then through to um, Warrior on the Edge of Time, 75. Um, so that's mostly also the period when Lemmy is in the band. But alternatively, you also have the period from 1976 to 79 when Robert Calvert, who is this other big figure in the band, kind of takes over and uh, there's a, you know, it goes from being this kind of really relentless driving space rock to something a bit more... Uh, sophisticated, if you like, the yeah. kind of uh, kind of weird new wave science fiction rock, uh, which I think is also really a really good period. Um, you know, so definitely, you know, you can basically drop in any point during the seventies, and and you'll find something of interest. I think uh, Leah is here joining us, and Leah is a, n- none of us. Uh, she's probably laughing at all of us because we're so uh, we're kind of ignorant about Hawkwind. <laughs> on, and but she is a is Hawkwind your favorite band, Leah? And do you have any questions for? Uh, 
love Hawkwind. They're one of my favorite bands. And I actually was curious, you mentioned like Hawkwind fans, some of their favorite albums. Um, what is your favorite Hawkwind album? Um, I think it probably would be either Space Ritual or War in the Edge of Time. And as I said, War in the Edge of Time was the one I heard first. And uh, I think still is one of you know both spiritual the two albums you put on, and they just you don't wonder where they came from. Yeah. You know, not only we're, we're breaking up. We're breaking up. Okay. In terms of when they were made, but they still they still found you know, a thought out of this world, which is obviously a science fiction run, um, you know, is, is in the area. <laughs> okay, still able to hear me okay? Yes, I'm Can sorry. I, I, I don't know whose end it is. It's uh, in this new uh, world of uh, Zoom. Hi, guys. I'm still here. If you can still hear I can, me. I can hear you fine now, yeah. Right, Joe, Mario, if you want to get repeat off your wife. answer a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it's, you're back now. Yes, okay. if, if you could repeat the entire interview, that'd be it. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I could hear you great now. Uh, yeah, no, I was just saying that that uh, I think in terms of my favorite albums, yeah, Space Ritual and War in the Edge of Time are, are, are completely, you know, they're kind of otherworldly. You kind of wonder where they came from. The combination of sounds on them is, is unlike any other album. So so those two are probably my two favorite. But also, as I mentioned, the, the, the Robert Calvert years in the late 70s are also kind of wonderful and there's an album from 77 called quark strangeness and charm um which i think is also a pretty amazing album and also actually uh the album after that when hawkwind for a short period of time supposedly split up but what they actually do is they they reform or rename themselves the hawk lords and they record an album in 1978 called hawk lords or sometimes known as 25 years on and that's 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 almost kind of poppy in places, mm. but I, I absolutely love that album as you well. Know, that's the I move. Think that has that, some of their that, best songwriting on it. That's the move you do when you want to kick one guy out of the band, but you don't want to change. Yeah. <laughs> that's like, what we did with Latex Generation. Right, you just change the name of the band, and you're like, ah, you're kidding. Leo. Well, that's exactly what a couple of guys said had happened. Was that you know they just changed the name to get rid of them, but right. you know. they're a Hawkwind Hawk UK now. Uh, yeah. You know, we're going in a different direction. I remember when yeah. they changed yeah. the name to this podcast, and I didn't show up for four that's weeks. Right, I we're speaking with Joe Banks. He's written a book uh, called uh, "Days of the Underground" uh, about the band Hawkwind. Uh, go ahead, Leah. I know you. Have Leah, a, you have a question. Have notes. I read this article about Robert Calvert in the Guardian some years ago, and um, I just wanted to know if you could talk a little bit about more about Robert Calvert, who the people that might not know who he is, because he's a real character, and like even. Mm -hmm story about how he got kicked out of Hawkwind and also how Lemmy got kicked out of Hawkwind as well. Who kicks Lemmy out? <laughs> well, Lemmy, Lemmy could have famously could have said, you know, I'm the only person who got kicked out of Hawkwind for taking the wrong drugs. <laughs> um, because, you know, because he was always good with a one-liner. Um, right, a little bit, right. A little, and, bit, you know, a little too speedy. I had a lot. <laughs> go ahead, sorry. Um, but yeah, getting back to Robert Calvert. So, um, Robert Calvert turns up quite early on the scene in Hawkwind in 1971. He, he's a friend of Nick Turner's from, from their hometown of Margate. And um, oh, yeah. he comes to London and he starts writing for some of the underground 
magazines and he does kind of poetry and, and kind of science fiction stories and weird kind of underground stories. Nick Turner says, hey, I'm in this band and we do space rock. And Calvert thinks, hmm, that's an interesting idea. And before you know it, he's reading some of his poetry from the stage. And then very quickly, he's writing for them. He he creates, for instance, In Search of Space comes with this amazing um, booklet called The Hawk Log, which is this kind of weird science fiction story based around the exploits of, of, of the spaceship Hawkwind. It's very odd and he writes that and then he writes various sleeve notes but then he starts performing with them and singing with them more and very quickly he he kind of uses Hawkwind as like a canvas for his imagination and he's got a hell of an imagination so for instance space ritual uh, i've mentioned the live album that comes from a series of shows called the space ritual which he conceptualized and put together it was you know, it was the whole thing was a conceptual show supposedly based around the, the dreams of a team of starfarers in suspended animation and the music was their, their dreams. And anyway, he then leaves the band um, in 73 um, to do a couple of amazing solo albums, uh, one of which Captain Lockheed and the Starfighters is something, another album that everybody who really should live here. But anyway, then he rejoins the band uh, in 76, and as I say, he then kind of turns Hawkwind into a much more sophisticated kind of proposition. His lyrics particularly are, are much more sophisticated by this point. He uses science fiction. It's not about, you know, kind of rockets and aliens. It's more about social comment and subversion and, you know, kind of how, how science fiction can be used as a vehicle to talk about what's actually happening in the modern world. And Quark Strangeness and Charm in particular is a, is a brilliant example of this. He was an incredible performer as well, but the problem was he um, suffered from manic depression all through his life, and so he'd be very up, then he'd be very down, and he would absolutely inhabit the roles. He would be taken over by these roles. And, for instance, there's, there's one famous um, time in uh, Paris in 19, October 1977 when he becomes convinced that the entire audience is full of the heads of the terrorist organizations of the world. And after the show, he's inviting them all backstage and saying, come on, guys, together we can change the world. And mm-hmm. Tor managed to say, no, these are, these are just normal people. And Calvert takes a sword to him because he has swords as one of his kind of stage props. Swords and, and anyway, acid, the band decides miss. they've had enough. And they, and they kind of basically abandon him in, uh, in France. And uh, he has to has to kind of make his own way back. Yeah, I was like, um, what, what was yeah, what, he's, you know? He's an incredible. Uh, that, that's the uh, that's that's the line for me. If someone tries to kill me with a sword while I'm on acid, I think I'm. <laughs> yeah, I'm that's, out. Why, that's why I stopped taking yeah. acid. <laughs> you may well say the tour is over at that point. Yeah. Have you ever taken acid um, while listening to Hawkwind? Because I have listened to Hawkwind, and, and I'll tell you what, it sounds like these fellas smoke a little bit of the weed. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, I mean, famously, all of the early, early albums were kind of mixed or produced on acid. And right. and you can certainly, you know, Warrior is a really good example of that one edge of time. If you listen to the way that it's mixed, not that not the, it's been remixed by Stephen Wilson, yeah. the guy from, well, the prog guy. And uh, he's made it cleaner. But the problem is, is that it just doesn't sound the same anymore. The whole point is that it's like a. I compare it to like a, a Turner painting. You know, all of the colors are all mixed together, but they produce this amazing effect. You, you took and the question so right way, out of my mouth the about the because a little bit like listening, you know, listening to acid. You know, as a as a casual listener listening to the recordings, someone could be like, "Oh, it doesn't sound 
the recordings, some of them don't sound very good, if in mm-hmm. quote unquote good. But then you listen to it and you're like, would you ch- to change it would be worse, right? Because it's like if it sounded too produced and didn't sound like the way it sounds, it wouldn't be the same record. Do you agree with that? I think that's absolutely right. And and I think actually listening back to Hawkwind now, it's 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 kind of interesting. You can kind of see a bit more what they were trying to do. You know, compared to, you know, at the time, as I say, all of the bands or a lot of the bands were about how can we make the sound, you know, as, 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 as virtuoso as possible? How can we can be as proficient as possible? Our instruments, how can we make this perfect high-five demonstration record? You know, after Dark Side of the Moon, everybody was to kind of, you know, make the perfect sounding record. Hawkwind aren't interested in that at all. I mean, their whole thing is about, you know, kind of, uh, you know, it's a a kind of use of noise, if you like. You know, it's it's not about making clean-sounding music. And that, I think, makes more sense listening back to it today. You think, okay, we understand what these guys were doing. Whereas at the time, you know, kind of a lot of people were saying, you know, kind of these guys can't play their instruments properly. They can't mix an album properly, you know. Right. I mean, there was there was great mystification from most of the music press over here as to kind of why Hawkwind was so popular. They did not understand why so many people went to see them because they were a seriously <laughs> big band over right, here, right. you know, in the first half of the 70s in particular. And also, you know, in America for, you know, for a couple of years, they were, they were, they were a decent-sized cult band, you know. Would you? you well, I'm sorry. So you never did acid, huh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, not did. to Hawkwind, no. Funnily enough, really. Um, you listen but, to that, um, you listen to yeah, Hawkwind I, straight as an arrow. Is that what you're here to say? Right now? Well, yeah. It's it's to it's write the like, book I on say, acid. You know, Hawkwind is is acid is acid on vinyl. You, <laughs> right. you, you know, you don't need it. <laughs> you, you don't need the enhancement almost. You know. I have a question. Go ahead, Mario. You have a question uh, for Joe Banks, author of the book on? "Days my, of the Underground." But yes, on? your mic is on, sir. Yes. You lower me down. I lower you I, down because you're uh, you're, very, you're like a Hawkwind record. You mix terribly. First of all, would would you consider like the uh, Hawkwind a version of a U.S. version of the Grateful Dead, but just a different music genre? Is that the kind of vibe that they had? They're just with a tribe of people that followed them and and things of that nature. And uh, yeah. I mean, I think that's a, it's it's a reasonable comparison, and it's one that that people made in the way that you have Hawk fans are a little bit like Deadheads, although you know, but the music is completely different. Uh, I mean, I make this kind of point in the book that you know the Grateful Dead are doing you know kind of big, long, extended psychedelic ragas, but it's still kind of blues based, it's still folk based, whereas you know Hawkwind's version of psychedelia is. Is is actually quite it's quite aggressive. It's quite dark. It's very very rhythmic. You know, it's very simple in some ways. You know, it's all about you know it's trance like as you as you, as you said at the start. I mean, it feeds directly into then what happens. You know, a, a couple of decades later with electronic trance music. Um, you know, so you know while while yeah they're, they're similar in in that they're a kind of countercultural icon. The, the audiences rally around in the same way that great the with, with the Grateful Dead that they're musically very very different right and, but in the, in the same way it's kind of like a, when they're playing this uh, trance or the same riff over and over again if you just listen to the same riff and over eventually it takes the riff kind of takes on a different life even though it's the same thing you mm-hmm. agree with that 
That's yeah, I, I mean, that, no, that, you, you that's don't have to whole, agree with me. You can say that's the whole shit, thing. <laughs> no, no, you know that that's their whole thing, and and again, that was a point of mystification for the UK press, who you know, where for them in the 1970s, you know, the prog scene particularly, is this idea that music was becoming, it was moving on to a different level, it was getting more sophisticated, whereas whereas Auckland were were taking it down to a more primitive level, they were. You know all about the, the the kind of the ritual, the shamanic the shamanic ritual. Um, you know, providing music for that. And and as I said, I mean, they were massively popular. People loved going to their shows. They loved this kind of getting into this immersive kind of experience. You know, they weren't. There's no ten minute drum solos or keyboard solos at Hawkwind gigs. It's this relentless kind of drive. Uh, and, yeah, I don't and, know. Have you ever heard of the I band? Mean, my, uh, my, my, sorry, go ahead. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, have you ever heard of the band? Uh, like there are bands who are like a uh, you know uh, Trans Am and Shellac who kind of do the same thing where there's just like this, this kind of rhythmic thing over and over and over again. Do you think yeah, they influence bands like that? Yeah, I mean Trans Am. I would have thought would would probably be pretty big Hawkwind fans. Um, yeah, I mean a lot of people these days they say. Oh yeah, well you know we're very kraut rock influenced, but actually what they usually mean is that we're very Hawkwind influenced. Right. Um, but there's still, you know, for some people they don't want to admit that they're influenced by Hawkwind because Hawkwind ended up, you know, they 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 had wilderness years which stretched stretched on for a very long time indeed. Because as I said, the press didn't understand them; they hated this idea that, that you know the science fiction aspect the mythical aspect as well it was like oh my god you know this is this terrible hangover from 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 the the, the 60s i mean as, as as lemmy himself described them i mean you know, they they became portrayed as basically long uh star trek with long hair and right drugs. you know that's very uh, that's, and, that's and, not you know, that's not people, fair listening to space myself i felt bad for them i'm like man none of these guys got to go to space and it, you, you know that would be like the great like that's what I liked about it. I like listening to the space stories and how fantastical the whole thing was. I dug that part. I, I think know. Leah wants to come in. Mm-hmm. Leah, go ahead, Leah. You have a question. For- Talk about how Hawkwind influenced the punk scene because I think that's something that people might not realize, like how yeah. influential, like you know, the Clash went to see Hawkwind and Johnny Lennon like was influenced by Hawkwind and all that stuff. I, yeah. I think people always understand that. Yeah. That that was also one of the uh, the kind of drivers, in a way, behind writing the book to to kind of put to kind of connect the dots on that particular story. I mean, Hawkwind aren't just a a footnote in the story of punk. I mean, they're absolutely integral to it because you know, as I said, as I keep saying, you know, the press were like, why do people keep going to see this band? And it's because. A lot of the people who went on to form the punk bands were exactly the audience that were going to see Hawkwind, that wanted to see something that was kind of heavy and repetitive and kind of simple and didn't require you to be a virtuoso, that was anti-establishment, it was anti-conformity. You know, Hawkwind in particular, you know, associated with free festivals, a kind of a DIY scene, all of this fed into punk and as you say johnny rotten was a massive hawkwind fan he went to you know lots of their gigs in the 70s and you know dealt acid and stuff like that uh and and he actually kind of connects with them you know at the time where of the sex pistols notoriety 
he's like you know going to robert calvert's wedding reception um you know so he he kind of did connect with them and as you say uh mick jones and joe strummer from the clash attended hawkwind shows um um captain sensible and brian james from the sure. damn big hawkwind fans you know because hawkwind are coming from a similar kind of place as well because they were you know based out of labrick road in west london where a lot of these bands were coming from and it's an absolutely straight line from hawkwind to punk you know absolutely uh, you know unequivocally and again it's because hawkwind had gone all around the country you know with their show they'd shown people that you could do this without you know keeping the traditional music business at arm's length it was possible to do that they were they're, they're immensely influential and also on things like the early electronic cabaret voltaire um for instance as a massive hawkwind fan um the guys from omd and stuff like that you know they they hawkwind really did kickstart you know uh, a lot of lot of kind of things in this country do you think uh the punk influence would have been different if lemmy hadn't been playing bass would it sound more like you know you can make comparisons to it, almost like if, if it wasn't as, uh, you know, quote unquote, for lack of a be- better term, rocking, that it would sound like almost like a moody blues ish kind of thing. You know, like, the, 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 is that a lazy comparison? Well, I mean, funnily enough, Dave Brock, the main guy in Hawkwind, was a very big moody blues fan. Yeah. Um, but I think, I mean, even if you listen to the albums without Lemmy, uh, you know, In Search of Space doesn't have Lemmy on. Um, and that's a pretty you know, kind of hard-driving album in places and, and even some of their later 70s stuff. But, I mean, Lemmy was important for his playing and his, incredibly, his incredible rhythmic drive, but also important as a kind of talisman of the band. And, and you know, famously, he's the guy who gets to sing Silver Machine, right. which is a, you know, freakishly big hit single. But he connects very early with, with the punk guys. Um he he was I mean he actually I think kind of played in the Damned an early version of the Damned, you know kind of stood in for a while with them. Um, Sid Vicious lived with him for a while. Um, so he he I mean people saw a direct connection between Hawkwind and Punk, and he was definitely one of the the, the figureheads in that. What has been the response to the book? Have you got any? Uh, you know the the fan base is so into it and passionate have you got any backlash like hey you know you're in the other camp and is this like a you get any uh yeah. like hate mail or something like, uh, and you're like oh man no i mean i, I try to uh, i try to keep out of that people who don't know certainly over the last few years hawkwind kind of divided into two camps between dave brock and nick turner who uh two of the, the kind of original members of the band uh when uh, Nick Turner tried to, well, started playing uh, America as Nick Turner's Hawkwind, and uh, Dave Brock took out a court injunction against him to stop him from doing this. And uh, it's one of the reasons that Brock cites that the Hawkwind haven't played in America for so long. Right. Well, you want, um, when you're writing, I think there's more sorry. to that story than meets the eye. But uh, I was going to ask you if I, yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, sure. Sorry, when you're writing the book, are you mindful of how the tone might come across to the different factions of fans? Right. Um, I, I try to, I mean, because it's specifically about the 1970s, and, you know, and there's plenty of, you know, comings and goings and hirings and firings during that period, but I've tried to keep a, a, a neutral tone on that. I mean, right. talk about and describe what happens, but, you know, because my, my one of my problems with, the way that Hawkwind are usually talked about 
is exactly that it concentrates on this guy getting fired and this guy, you know, kind of doing that. You know, I describe it as, as treating like a lysergic soap opera. And that unfortunately takes away from quite how important they are as a band in themselves. You know, it's an entertaining story. And as I say, there's been a, a couple of biographies that have told that that particular story well already. But I wanted to kind of dig a bit deeper and, and, and kind of treat them a bit more seriously, if you like. I was going to ask, now with COVID and basically all the members of uh, Hawkwind either at their age or have already passed on, do you think at this point you will never see another live performance from any faction of Hawkwind at all ever again? Um, I, I think Hawkwind are planning, are planning to do something or were planning to do something. Um, I, I might be wrong, but maybe in about a week's time, because they, they do this traditional um, little Hawkfest festival that they put on, um, you know, which is like a, a fan invite thing only. And I think they were still talking about doing a small scale socially distanced version of that this year oh. so i mean they they just they just dug on i mean it, it's interesting Everyone's i mean they've got a, a, a new album coming out in about a month's time and dave brock has been a long time vegan and is trying very hard in this new album not to say i told you so um, you know, with, with the, the, the coronavirus um, you know, originating, you know, from, you know, a meat market in China, potentially. Um, so, you know, he's, he's kind of in his apocalyptic element. I mean, that's the other thing about Hawkwind is that, you know, throughout the 1970s, when all kinds of threats to the world seem to be looming large, you know, Hawkwind really channeled that apocalyptic vibe in a way that most other bands don't even kind of pick up on. And that, to me, is another appealing side to them, the way that they really reflect what's happening in the 1970s. Um, even if they're not kind of singing about it from an issues point of view, their whole kind of vibe and their whole music really reflects it. I hope we didn't just give away the entire book. Uh, you should, uh, <laughs> Surprise that, ending. By the way, the book is available on Amazon <laughs> and barnesandnoble.com. Uh, Isn't that correct? Yeah, it is. It is available. Um, there's a lot in there, so I don't think it's given the whole thing yeah. away. It's a long book, isn't it? It's quite thick. It is, but it's designed in a way to be able to to dip in and out of it, as I said, because it does kind of try and tell the story chronologically. But there's all of these different essays in there and interviews, so you can dip in and out I of meant it quite in, a good, good, in a good way. Too. It should be a long book, like you know, like most Hawkwind songs are very short. Not really. I'm just kidding. And are there illustrations? <laughs> There's a lot of photographs. I love pictures. Mario, Mario's an art teacher, so he likes pictures. Are there any pictures, pictures in the book? Is it, is it, uh, you have a lot of early pictures in there, and uh, it's there's, yeah. not, there's not much footage yeah. of Hawkwind, right? Live footage. Yeah, I mean that that's uh, that's kind of also one of the other things that took up a lot of the writing or or, the, uh, or creating the book was hunting down kind of unseen images so for instance there's a there's a some really nice images in there from taken from the phone same photo shoot as uh, as space ritual um you know this uh, fantastic impressionistic kind of colorful pictures of them on stage um but yeah i think you just mentioned one of the strange things about hawkwind is that again for such a big band at the time there's practically no footage of them there's no footage of them from the 1970s Wow. If you go on the internet, you'll find the promo that they did for Top of the Pops in 1972 for Silver Machine. 
you'll find a, a really bizarre appearance that they make on the Mock Boland show in 1977. <laughs> so cool. Promoting their Quark as and Charm single. And that really is just about it. You know, that's really about it. You know, the most obscure band, you know, you'll, you'll be able to kind of find some concert that they did in Belgium or something that that, that is on, on online, but there is nothing from Hawkwind. I know, I noticed I was on your Twitter and I saw you were posting GIFs because it's so rare to even have like uh, that, uh, like a, a moving picture right. of them playing. Was I, was I wrong? I saw a Stonehenge oh. concert in 75. Is that, isn't that on there? A festival? Um, yeah, there, there was a little gift that I did of um, them playing Watchfield in 75, but literally that five seconds of footage is all that I that, that's out that's there crazy. that I've been able to find. That's wild. There's got to be a treasure trove um, well, one, somewhere. One thing, well, one thing that, you know, is my, one of my proudest achievements, if you like, in writing this book is I actually did manage to track down 23 minutes of unseen footage Um so there was one other thing that was produced in the 1970s. So after Silver Machine, they do a, another single called Urban Gorilla, um, which famously starts off with the line, I'm an urban gorilla, I make bombs in my cellar. Um, you know, which is not necessarily kind of the, the most immediately obvious kind of follow-up pop single. Um, kind of, and, and, and sure enough, it, it ends up getting pulled after two or three weeks because there's an IRA bombing campaign in ah, London at the time. Bad timing. So, you know, this... The briefly kind of charts and then it pulled but anyway there's a there was it, it emerged that there had been a promo made of around urban gorilla um that wasn't broadcast at the time and in fact it's got stacia on it naked and and you're thinking well this would never have been broadcast at the time and i spoke to their old manager about what this possibly could be and he suggested it was like a promo that had been made internally uh, to the within United Artists, their their record company, from the UK uh, arm to promote them to the US arm because they were just about to do their first US tour. And anyway, so I managed to track down 23 minutes more footage from that particular shoot. So cool! And so that cool. Is hopefully, being restored and synced at the moment by um, by the guys at Warner Music who look after their early 70s catalogue. So. Fingers crossed that's going to come out. Do you, do you, look, do you, yeah. do you look forward so to... So that's uh, my big service to Hawk fans all around. Very cool, very nice. cool, brother. Do you look forward to uh, a, a new Hawkwind album at this stage in your uh, life, or are you you're kind of like uh, ambivalent to it, or are you look uh, forward to the new concert uh, that it, maybe if they play in a week, are you going to go? Yeah, I don't know what country uh, it's in. But... I'm not going to get to the one in a week. I mean, I've seen them, I've seen them recently. I mean, I've obviously seen them lots and lots of times. Yeah. Um, you know, to you be honest, do you, are you kicking I've, yourself? I've heard the new album. I've I've heard the new album, and it's 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 it, you know for a for a guy who's like just turned seventy nine because it's essentially this particular album is a Dave Brock solo album with a couple of the Hawkwind guys on it. It's pretty good, you know. It's 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 not bad. I mean, it's not necessarily the kind of thing I'm going to rush out to buy, but it's pretty good. But I think, as as with most bands, would probably agree, the 1970s is their real classic yeah. key period, and it's where you know, where age. they are. You know, they do some good stuff in the 80s. They do some good stuff in the 90s as well. But 
the 70s is kind of really where it's at for me. But Joe, I was going to ask, uh, it's probably going to be a last question for me because we should start wrapping up, but if you weren't uh, writing a book about Hawkwind, what other bands would you kind of put in your arsenal of some of your favorite artists that you listen to? And is, kind there, of curious. is there another book on the horizon? Yeah, that too. Um, <laughs> not on the horizon, but there is a there is something possibly Hawkwind related still that 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 may come out that I'm involved with. Um, but to answer your other question, um, I mean, other big bands for me are some of the obvious people like Black Sabbath. Um, I'm a big uh, never heard King Crimson fan. Um, you know. Um, the last couple of Talk Talk albums are uh, two of my favorite albums ever. Um, so, you know, but, you know, and I listen to a lot of music from, from that 1970s period. But there's, you know, I'm still reviewing for a couple of uh, magazines over here. So I, there is still lots and lots of kind of new music coming out that's great. The new um, couple of your local bands, I think. There's uh, the Budos band have got a, a, a new album out, which is great. Um, Gossier Peoples, if you know them, they're a psychedelic band from um, New Jersey, I think. They're great. You know, so there's there's lots of new stuff still coming out that that that's really good. Very cool, Leah. Did you have any last questions before we wrap it up with Joe? One question. Did you go to the 30th anniversary show that Hawkwind did in like 2000 where Lemmy and Nick Turner were asked back and that was the last time they played together? <laughs> Dave Brock? Um, I, I didn't know. And frankly, kind of, it sounded like a bit of a, other than the fact that, the, you know, it, they got so many people back together. I think the whole thing was a bit of, of a fiasco. And again, it's another classy example of the whole thing was filmed and it's still never been released because oh. there's still people arguing copyright and stuff like that. Of course. Um, but, um, you know, that's, that's, that unfortunately is the, the Hawkwind that a lot of people think about and know, you know, this kind of ludicrous bunch of litigious hippies. Um, <laughs> but, um, as I say, they're, they're much more important than that. They really are. I uh, just, uh, um, <laughs> if I, thank you so much, uh, we're talking to Joe Banks. The book is called Days of the Underground. It's a book about Hawkwind. And uh, even if you're not into Hawkwind, I think you should probably purchase this uh, uh, tome. Where can we get this again, uh, Joe? It's on Amazon. It's on Barnes & Noble. The soft cover will be coming out in October. Is pre-order. this all correct? Pre-order. Pre-order. We think it's going to be in October. But as I say, you can go onto Amazon and Barnes and & Noble and, and I'm sure some of the other sites in the U.S. And uh, it's, you can now pre-order it. And, uh, you know, it may turn up before October, but... All I can say is, if it's October, then it's an ideal Christmas present for the head or freaking Yeah, <laughs> we like that. Right, and uh, one more question: um, uh, the band Steely Dan are they crap or not crap? Uh, you know, don't be <laughs> don't be afraid. Don't. Uh, I like some Steely Dan. All right, you know, in fact, kind of, if you listen to '76 Hawkwind '76 album, there's some definite Steely Dan influences in there. Oh yeah. It's the reason oh, we yeah. ask. It's the most divisive, <laughs> polarizing uh, uh, band ever. It's about fifty-fifty. We can, we can't really uh, get a one way or the other. We ask yeah, that. no read on that. Right. 
Thank you so yeah. much, Joe. Uh, we're, uh, Joe Banks, I, I can't uh, thank you enough for your time for yeah, coming on the show. It's no, really, thank you, Joe. Much for having me. Thank you. It, uh, really a true pleasure. It. True pleasure. Absolute delight to have you on. I hope everything's okay with you. And uh, I, you know, thanks a lot for doing it. Really appreciate I'm it. Look, Good luck with the book. I'm okay. My pint to you, Joe. Thanks. Cheers, Joe, and thanks for calling. Bye, Joe. Okay. Thanks, Talk Joe. soon, Mario. If, I'm sorry. Thanks, Joe. If I turn you down, Mario, it's because I hear this cricket. I hear that cricket. Look now, when uh, I turn I it, it down, loud. it goes away. Right? Listen, I'll put Mario's mic up. Okay. What? I love Where it. Is that? <laughs> I love the cricket. This is, by the way, whenever Mario tells a joke, this is what I hear too. But <laughs> this is a beetle. It's me too. No, I don't know. Your mic is like a, I don't know what is it, a cardioid omnipresent or some shit. Yeah. yeah. Also, John, let's give it up for Joe Banks. Yeah. yeah. Joe Banks. Great guy. Uh, the book is called Days of the Underground. It's about Hawkwind. I hope it, uh, Leah, were you happy with that? You getting your questions in? Good job, Leah. Uh, I told Tommy that's when he's getting my Christmas present. Yeah. He was breaking oh. up a little at certain points, but oh, that was that was good. You know, great interview. Thank you, Joe, for doing it. Really. Uh, Leah, I'll see if I can get that hardcover for you for Christmas, baby girl. Mm. Hardcover? That's out of print already, Dad. I know. I gotta look for it. Listen, those guys will read it and put it up there, man. You don't know. <laughs> know. Once you read exactly. the book. Exactly. You put it on eBay. Right. He's you like, find it on eBay. Tommy gives her a page a day while she's chained to the radiator. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you. Uh, pre- Leah, why don't you stay on the show? Yeah, stay These with us, These guys suck. No, no, thanks for letting me crash. <laughs> no, stay on here. I, I'm, I'm looking to like get rid of like at least three people. Yeah. Is is uh, Hugo still filming us? You don't us? have to, but <laughs> is he filming <laughs> through the Zoom? That was nice. Thank you, Joe Banks. Uh, uh, Days of the Underground, the Hawkwind. Yeah. Thing. Cheers. And good job, everybody. And uh, Mario, if I was turning you down, it was just because of the cricket. And when Wait. you started speaking, I tried to turn you back up. I think I have a new mic, and this doesn't have the cricket. Because I'm on moved? this. I just changed mics. Both but mics Leo, are on. No, sense. turn this one off. Yeah, turn them off, man. They're all I'm, off, except for Hello, one this one. Now I'm on. No, I was on this mic. Now I'm on this bike. There's only one mic on. It's impossible. This is like a Hawkwind album. <laughs> Science fiction <laughs> moment. I didn't get to. I didn't get to ask him about the acid I took. You know, <laughs> Leah, did you? Were you trying to say something? I think we were talking over you. Go ahead. No, no, I'm just, I'm going to take off, actually, because I'm going to maybe go in the hot tub. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm so, well, I'm so jealous. Excuse us, Mrs. Rockefeller. Yes, I'm so jealous. <laughs> Get in that. Live from the hot tub. Get in the tub. Hell. We'll be back with uh, the news and the yes, Ryan Leah, game, which good. Tommy somehow is responsible for all of these things after these words. Bye, Leah. After these words. <laughs> like your Ryan, Bye, Ryan goes, I'm going to come up with a game, and then he gives uh, Tommy the questions, and he goes, oh, no, you got to come up with the answers. I, I didn't get to play Crap Not Crap with Joe because I brought the list of all the bands I, I saw in the 70s. Right. I had it, but... It, it, I don't it, think it would have worked. Yeah, I don't think it would have worked. T- my producer said to wrap it up. I went Steely Dan. He I is a good producer. Cues, you know, we'll talk about it later. Well done. Well done. <laughs> Okie dokie. Thank you, everybody. Good, uh, good job. Thank you, Joe Banks. And uh, thank you, Leah. And uh, hope enjoy the hot tub. We'll be back live from the Barrage Radio Nope after this.
Hawkwind Brainstorm coming at you, which is a jam and a half. Thank you, Joe Banks, for doing a great interview. Thank you, everybody, on the chat box. You know, with this Zoom that it's in my way, the chat box, I apologize. I'm ignoring you one. Thank you, Chad Shoots. Thank you, Bobo. Thank you, Pat Walsh. Thank you, John Albert. I love that guy. Where is John Albert? Ah, shit. He asked a question. I didn't see it. I would ask. Yeah, we're back here live from the Barrage on Radio No. Thank you, Tommy Rockstar. Thank you, Leah. Great questions there from Leah. That was a pleasure yeah. to have my wife on the show. That was cool. Yeah. All right. I'll say. <laughs> What's that, Mario? Song? You, you say Are the crickets still on? Did you just Tom? say Tommy's wife looks hot? She looks pretty. You said hot. Great. She's pretty. She's a pretty lady. Yeah. You know, you lucked out there, Tommy. We all did. You we did. all married above yeah. our uh, class. But just like this show, Tommy's punching above his weight. Punching above his weight. According to the New York Times. So what's and, up with those crickets? Where are they? Well, every time I was, my microphone was doing it too. I was turning you down. Buddy Holly. Because, listen. <laughs> and now I'm like, don't you hear it? He goes, no, I don't hear I don't hear anything. Frequencies. You, are they still on? Yeah. Oh, yeah, now I well, now you, yeah, now they're gone. Now they're gone. Last, last time this happened, Brian Musikoff had like a, a cricket button that he would just press. Is that what's happening here? <laughs> no, yeah, that's no. his whole show. I think. <laughs> you know, my tinnitus is still gone. Listen, John. Don't, 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 <laughs> my tinnitus is going on five weeks. Do you understand? I thought I was getting it again. Sully, listen. Don't talk for one second, and I'll I'll, I'll turn your mic up and listen. Yeah, listen, everyone, listen. What the fuck? I, I don't talk for one second. Can't do it, huh? I heard it. All right. Yeah, you know, they're not as loud as they were before, but welcome back to Live from the Broadway and Radio Nope. Thank you, Joe Banks. His book is called Days on the Underground. I have a huge announcement to make. Yeah, this is big, dude. It's huge. Big. And I want you guys to... I want you guys... I knew it. I knew it. Knew what? Yeah. No. What? No. Nothing. Continue. What? No. No. Now. Now you made me self-conscious. What is it? What no. Is it's not something? about you. It's not about you. Please. It's not about me. I was the only person who's talked. Go on. No, I'm not going to do it now because. Uh, Go ahead. No. No, Stephen. Come on. Let me have this. Let me have this moment. God damn it. <laughs> Where are those crickets coming? They're in the garage. Buddy Holly. I got. I could say. Something. <laughs> I'm fucking Buddy Holly. <laughs> you know. Let me have this for one second. All right, Bobber. Uh, and thank, so you, for you, th- thank you, Pete. You know what you did. You know what you did. <laughs> you know what you did. Oh, the announcement. Yeah. Drum roll. Thank you. You know, I should have been like next week on the show and then hit the drum. And they didn't. <laughs> Next, next week on the show. What do we, what do we got? I was holding my breath. Is it uh, Kojak? No. Next week on the show, but, and don't ruin this for me, because, you know, and don't say anything else besides my announcement, because I, this is, you know, I might be, it might be, we might be on thin ice. Everyone shut the fuck up. All right. Well, you don't have to swear. I'm um, kidding. It reminds me of when my father used to hit me, and he's in the hospital now. I'll talk about that. Stifort, Baba. I just ruined the announcement. Stifort. Next week on the show. This is next Friday, is that correct? Correct. Friday, next Friday on the show, September 4th. This is official. Let me have this, I said. (laughs) (laughs) 8 p.m. Eastern Time, interview at 9 on Zoom. Guess who's going to be on the show? We're not going to guess. We're going to let you have it. Tony Nathan. 
Jackie the Jokeman. No way. Martley. Holy shit. No fucking way. That's true. Wow. Jackie has agreed to do the show. Hopefully he didn't listen tonight and uh, backs out. (laughs) It all comes full circle, baby. On Friday, we're going to have one of my comedy heroes and heroes in general. Not all heroes wear capes. (laughs) Jackie the Joke Man. Martling. Wow. Wow. That's real. That's happening next Friday. That's not a joke. I cannot believe that. Everything else will be a joke that he says, but this part isn't. <laughs> How the hell are we doing this? I thought this show will never end at this rate. You know, we and then we, I don't know, uh, like, you know, it's like when Tommy got married to a hot chick. <laughs> <laughs> a very lovely hot chick. Actually, Tommy's, Tommy's a good looking guy, dude. Sometimes, uh, I, sometimes I look at him, I'm like, you know what? He's a pretty good looking guy. I just wish he didn't take like. What are you like, putting your hair? He he, he, Nothing. He I haven't like, got a haircut in a year and a half. He, he takes oil? like these filtered. <laughs> it's, it's concrete. It's concrete dust, dude. Concrete. It's lime. Hey, why, why don't you jump in a hole and throw some lye on yourself? <laughs> Good looking in a Sasquatch kind of way. What'd you do for your skin? A lie. Try it. <laughs> Liabetes. I can't John, believe it. Thank I got, everybody. Uh, you I, know what? Excuse me. Round of applause right I got to say, holy shit, dude. Without holy talking shit. about the inner workings of the show, which is uh, unprofessional, Jackie the Drugman Martin. Well, can Honestly. we thank the person <laughs> no, who got no, it? Stop, no, no inner workings. Thank you, Pete. Uh, thank you, Pete. Thank yeah, you, well, Pete. Wow. Thank you, Jackie. Pulling your weight. Pulling your weight. Jackie. <laughs> Jackie. <laughs> John, John I, I sincerely want to say, holy shit, John Houlihan and Patrick Walsh, your heads must be exploding. Dude. I did it. I, I got Jackie. Oh, oh, no, I'm sorry. I had nothing to do with it, but uh, Jackie. Yeah. Jackie's going to be on the show. Are you kidding me? This is like this. Jack, it's a last joke, show. man. It's a last show. Who's going to be on next week? God. So after that, get right. Jesus Christ. Donald Trump. And, and Andrew Christ. Clay? Jackie's bigger than Diane. Andrew Christ. Jackie's bigger than Diane. The biggest guest we have had. Fuck Mark Marin. Let's hear his joke. Stump the Marin. That game sucks. Uh, Jackie. All right. Let's stop talking about it. I don't want to ruin it. Stump the Marin. Yeah. I I think we have to change our phone number to 718-922-WINE. It's 516-922-WINE. I know, but we have to make our own 718-WINE and route it to the bride. Right. I'll get right on that. Stick a broom in my ass and I'll sweep the place. Where's Hugo? Where's Hugo? Make you good. And hopefully Patrick Walsh will be just Pat, if you're listening. Pat, if you're listening. What happened to Pat? Where is he? He's in the chat box. He's in the Pat box. Why doesn't he just zoom in with us? Pat, if you're listening. I Pat, mean, yeah, all hands look, on deck, baby, please. You got to be in. I mean, this is man, Pat and I have been listening to Jackie joking <laughs> since we were as young lads. <laughs> I lost a job because I sat in a car listening to what was going to happen next on the. Wow. I, I, all right, that's all I'll say about it. Next week, Jackie. Jackie's going to be a yeah, Jackie moment. Pat, thank if you're you, listening, Jackie. I'm going to give up my spot in the are barrage just for you. Let's you go. Yeah, yeah, Mario, thank you. I want <laughs> Pat in the barrage for that 100%. Dude. Oh, that'll be great. Well, as long as he zooms and barrages at the same time. Uh, Pete, since you got Jack, you come in too. COVID's over. It's not over. It's not over unless you're Mario in New Jersey and you go shopping at Super Walmart for six hours. <laughs> I bought you a slingshot and a I bought you a slingshot and a case of beer and a carton of cigarettes. I don't ask for much. No, that's all the three things you needed. That's how that's, that's how John survived. And you billed me and I paid you. It was great. He shoots Mario, people in listen, the woods. 80 bucks, I get a slingshot, a case of bud, and a carton of cigarettes. That's a deal of a lifetime. You could survive in the woods for a week just right. shooting the squirrels. Yeah. number to call in to the show tonight. 718-916-922. All right. Uh, what's, what's next? Because uh, my head's going to explode. Now I'm, well. I'm, this, uh, na- na- this is the first time I've been happy in like 20 years. Oh. 
John, John, is it is it safe to say like nobody has to do research? Like you got this one covered. Colette goes, because I was talking about doing the research for tonight's guest, and I'm like, I'm doing research, and she goes, oh, but she she goes, what for? Because I told her before, I'm like, you're not gonna believe this. She goes, uh, are you doing research for Jackie? I'm like, research for Jackie for me is like trying to figure out what to take out. Like, it's a list of shit that I got to take out. Like, you know. Yeah, like well, what to eat. You don't care. You just open up the fridge and no, you're going to eat. No, I care. It's just I have so much. It's like impossible. So yeah. I hope he agrees to the six hours of uh, interview. I, have, I heard from a little bluebird that if we weren't doing Zoom and we were live in the barrage, that it was well, most likely, most likely like that he dude. would stop by. Why? Yeah. Where does he live? In yeah, Long Island. He's a Long Island guy. I don't know if he still lives in Bayville. Enough talk. Don't ruin it. Jackie, next week. Let's do the news. Wait, wait. Before the news, I have a small problem. I need help. I need help with this problem. Oh, boy. It's not producing material. No, it's not shtick. It's real life. It's something that's happening to me right now. This better not be nocturnal. No, no. What happened is on vacation, I noticed that something took up residency in my garage while I was gone. And I found some some little bit of scat, which I thought would be a large mouse or something. Scat? What are you kidding? Tracking Tracking. Then the other night when I was sitting in my garage, I'm usually at 2, 3 in the morning playing poker and watching the Mets. Sad. Um, Sad, man. I hear the rustling of an animal. And so I got my stick grabber I threw up the and I start to poke around, but I can't find anything. <laughs> but see what was several the things have happened. It's not a mouse. I found a cereal box that was dragged to a corner and hollowed Why out. Why do you have cereal on your, in you your You know, the little kid, the, the individual oh, the free food you steal from, from the school. Right. Yeah. Okay. So that, I usually have snacks next to me in my, in my chair. He's, by the way, for the audience, he's constantly eating just like... In my chair. He's like a grazing. Grazing. Yeah. We call it the masturbatorium. And that, you know that chair, John. Do you eat in the shower? Like the one time you take a shower? You... I'm like, Kramer, I could learn how to cook in the shower. <laughs> I like to drink in the shower. I was surprised that you eat so much ice cream. What? You eat yeah. ice cream every night? No, I eat ice cream by the spoonful, not by the dishful. Oh. So Wait, don't. Mario, did did so it like a, a badger or a raccoon or something oh, move a box of cereal? Let's So no, that the next day a whole bag of next Twizzlers week, was moved. Was moved, but obviously not. <laughs> he, he didn't get to open it, and it was still whole, but away from my table. Jackie. So Is now I came back from this eating? trip, and I had the taffy that took my tooth out, and I left it on the table. Oh, the taffy that right took above, my tooth out. Right my next to me on the garage, uh, it's a high table. <laughs> yeah. And then I came out two days ago, and there's. I know. I took one last piece of yellow one before I went to bed, and there was about 12 pieces left. I came back. By the way, back. next week, Jackie the Joke from Marling. This is James Angelo. You're not going to help me. You're an exterminator experience. Tell us the animal. Does it swim? Can it swim? The taffy, the box was not disturbed. It wasn't like they chewed, like a mouse would chewing it. They unwrapped it. They were all the taffy was gone. Twelve pieces of taffy. Ah, you got yourself a ta- uh, uh, taffy possum I think it, there. I think it, could it be a squirrel? No, a chipmunk, Mario. It's a fucking chipmunk, dude. We don't, don't have chipmunks in our geographic area. Could it be a squirrel, John? You know about this. Stuff. Um, yeah, we don't have many chipmunks. I believe they're uh, not really. I remember. Yeah, they, I mean, squirrel would be the most likely culprit. I would assume. No markings. No like chew marks. No wrappers. You just know who's the, not going to be in the garage your, next week? Is Jackie the joke from Marley? Because he'd be my garage. I need a, a, a motion-activated camera. Oh, you don't Mario, know the animal. Lots of those. They're I don't know. Cans. Oh, so w- w- all right. Hold on a second. What is it? So the. The box isn't chewed up at the corner? No, no. The box was open, and there were like 12 pieces of taffy. How do you know it's not a mouse? Because, first of all, the scat is getting too big. 
Right. And then what does it I, look like? Is it exactly. round or it looks like a, it have a mouse pinched mouse point? Ta- but but like ten times the size of a mouse drop. That's yeah, called a rat. It's long. It's oblong. I think you got a scabby. But then why would they? How would they carry individual pieces? Pieces of what? Taffy? Have you, have you they took unwrapped unwrapped taffy. Every piece that's was a raccoon. The they box have was thumbs and they Mario, do math. That's your that's your daughter, dude. No, no. <laughs> they're raccoons. They get they can like do uh, you know they could draw. But this, where would they get Complex in from? Math. There yeah, is no raccoon out. because there's no entry. There's a small entry in the bottom and that a raccoon couldn't fit through. Let's get on with the news. All right, what's in oh, the news? Come on, you know, you're I not th- going to help me. No, well, there's, uh, uh, this is what I think it is, a raccoon, if it's unwrapping Can shit. you give me a trap? Yeah. No. You have those traps. Wait a minute, main traps. No, on I, vacation, I, Mario? Your no, it's in my garage right now, scaring the hell out of me. I'm glad that you guys didn't sort this out. Black like Panther just died. That you've been yeah, actually, okay. I got breaking news, guys. Uh, Ryan Collison sends uh, information from Pennsylvania. All right. Breaking news, Tommy Rossa. On how to fix my problem? No, well, I'll come over later. No more, I gave my trap away. No one returned it. I don't know what happened. Oh, all right. I'm I got a sling. Up. You bought me the slingshot, though. Come over there. And sling no, I want you main. I have two mouse traps, but no, I was going to hit you mouse, with the slingshot. It doesn't fit take, in there. Yeah. I have your main mouse trap set up, but if it's bigger than a mouse, it doesn't help. All right. Is it come, James? <laughs> is it bigger than a mouse? Is it bigger than a bread basket? <laughs> I've been, I, what do you think I I'm trying to do? All right. Yeah, what is it, Tommy? Well, Ryan Carlson sends a Hollywood uh, correspondent report here that. Uh, actually, it turns out that uh, the star of the Black Panther movie, Chadwick Boseman, has just died. What? 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 Yes. The, yes. the, the, the Black Panther? Yeah. The guy who's the he, star. Of, oh, my God. Of oh, what? Yes. He, he died at age 43 after a four-year battle with colon cancer. Oh, Jesus. God damn. Colon oh, cancer? Shit. You can catch that. All you need is colonoscopy. Well. That's young for colon cancer. You know, Very young. No more, wow. no more breaking death news. People read it on Twitter tomorrow. I, ju- I got Jackie okay. coming in I next. I thought this week. was a way to capture my raccoon, not depression. Enough, time. enough, enough, <laughs> enough. Enough out of you. Well, what else? Shit. What yeah, else? Rest, is, you know, rest, in, rest in peace. Jeez, that's terrible. Oh, I, I do have to say. Great actor. Stop talking. No, no. Walter Lore, one of my heroes of rock and roll. Mario, you're blowing up the news, Mario. All right. Go I'll, ahead. Wait, I'll wait for the news. Go ahead. He died? Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, Go ahead. When yeah. recently? Let's do the news. Thank Why don't we you, do some news you. to cheer ourselves up? We, we, we have, per, we have permission. How many producers are there? <laughs> this fucking guy. Uh, where serious, where does Louis DeJoy live? Does he live down the street from you, John? Like, which neighborhood is he? Oh, is the, he coming the, in huge. I know the DeJoy's very well. Yeah. <laughs> the mail gets delivered there. It goes hey. in the box. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, can we deliver the mail? Hey, DeJoy is here. We need hey, 73 cents. Cheers up, Tommy Gloomsburg. I got I got something for that DeJoy. First class. Sending the mail. I can send a little baby baby powders. Sorry, I'm just kidding. Don't don't kill the president or poison the head of the postal postal service. It's a battery. Yeah, that was uh. Who said that anyway? Stuttering John. I think you did. No, thanks a lot. Way to produce me into jail. Oh well, the the barrage's uh, mailing company. Turn you off. Go ahead, Tommy. What's in the news? Let me talk on my show. What you you have a couple drinks and now you're out of it. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. He's feeling good. Go ahead, Tommy. What's in the news? Every week, Tommy comes in the news. news. Reporting live from at least six. Tommy Rockstar's bullshit. What's in the news this week, Tommy? For up-to-the-minute, late-breaking nationwide news coverage, turn on your TV. 
To listen to a bunch of drunken buffoons goof on shit, listen to Live from the Barrage every Friday at 8 p.m. on livestream.com. Oh, yeah, real quick. Go ahead, Tommy. What's in the Well. You played the whole thing, John. I have the entire radio show on a turntable. Go uh, this news is quite baffling. A white nationalist, uh, Richard Spencer, uh, more, said he'll be backing stuff. Democratic candidate Joe Biden in November. You know, election. I was waiting to see who uh, he would back. Well, after previously, I was undecided until the Nazi. That centrist piece of shit. All right, stop, man. Please, please. But he's uh, apparently distancing himself from Donald Trump. Spencer, who was one of the key. Fuck, why is that news? Fuck this guy. I don't want him on my show. Next. Yeah, He's yeah. not on your it's show. Nah, who cares That's about it? Don't give him story. a freaking platform of this shit. Fuck that guy. It's, yeah. it's rather controversial. Yeah. Nah, you know what's controversial? That guy, No one should pay any attention to that motherfucker. Yeah. Jerk off. Okay, man. moving right along then. Uh, <laughs> give me the next jerk this off. This is how we got into the yeah, fight on Thursday night. <laughs> You this said, next headline reads Please be quiet. I'm asking you as a favor to me. Thank you. What? I'm just doing the. F- you're not. You're not. Stop talking now. Stop it. Moving right I'm along. I'm trying to uh, riff on white supremacists and alligators Louis. over here. Louis. Go ahead. Um. Okay. There goes the lead story. Uh, more than 100 uh, coronavirus cases in eight states are linked to massive uh, Sturgis motorcycle rally in Is South Dakota. Any good fucking news? Tommy Bloomsburg. Did you guys hear about this? Yes, I did, Tommy. Mm. Yeah, I'm going gonna, 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 to strangle you. Stop. Just be quiet for two seconds. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Let's not get into a fight. You don't have, I'm not, but you don't have to. Look at me. Look at me. Okay. I'm looking you. at you. You don't have to comment on every single thing, and I've already explained to you to not do it. Can I say one thing to you personally? You've said it. Go ahead. Sure. I hooked the fish uh, in my first don't we, don't, Isn't that what we do? Tommy says the news. And no, that's all... what I do, and you say one no, thing like every you, half Pat, hour. everybody does it. Pat's not here. Yeah, I, okay. All right. Thanks. I'm sorry. I said my piece. I will be quiet. I appreciate. I appreciate. You. I appreciate you. What is that? Cheers. Where Taxi is that driver. coming from? Me? Taxi driver. Is that you? Or... No, it's not me. Go ahead, please, Tommy. Continue with the news. Oh, uh, sure. Uh, the annual Sturgis motorcycle rally in South Dakota drew hundreds <laughs> of thousands of bikers. Uh, bunch of Ridden bunch devils. of Trump guys on on little tricycles. Vroom vroom. <laughs> Hey, look at me. It's like a car, but it has two less wheels. Fuck out of here. I'm so tough. I got a hunting knife. Yeah. Go grow a beard. They're all in the public doll. Retired pension fucking disabled jerk offs. Big Trump flags on the back of a stupid thing. What do you got? A peanut butter and jelly sandwich in the back of your goddamn. Uh, I'm glad you like this story over the other one. (laughs) I'm dead. Skip this story. I'm dead. I'm dead. Yes, it attracted me. Look at me. I'm on a bike. Dick. It attracted them to five? the small town earlier this month despite coronavirus concerns. I yeah. saw that, yeah. Let's all cough in each other's faces on a bicycle. <laughs> now, about three weeks after the rally kicked off. Why don't you get one of those little hats with the helicopter thing on top of it and bounce a ball around? <laughs> oh, the Mason's. Fucking child. The hell's angels going to burst through your door right now? Yeah, no, they're fine. Oh, they're fine. They're no, okay. They are. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but despite now a bunch of guys, a bunch of guys who's, 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 who left their wives. And they're, they're like a gray goatee no, motherfucker. Don't just read high times. Their wives are on the back of the motorcycles oh, with screw them. them. Unless they you fell know off. Yeah, yeah, you, know, you know who's good at that? Pee Wee Herman when he kicked all that shit over. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> now, after. I don't about, fuck with the angels. Everybody else, dick. 
about three weeks after the rally kicked off, the repercussions are starting to become clear. Yeah, more do you a, think? <laughs> more than 100 cases of COVID connected to the rally have been reported in the least I live, days. I like to live free. I like the oh, wind in my hair and a, a <laughs> ventilator in my throat. My freedom. <laughs> in my, nose. my freedom. Fucking, so far, you know what, everyone, so you're going to get stabbed in the parking lot of a fucking goddamn uh, Red Robin wait, this, when the meeting happens. This is, this is a precursor <laughs> to schools opening up. Dick What's guys. the story going to be in three weeks after schools open up? It's already happening, man. Already you know, happening. It's, 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 it's a gang that figured out a way to kill themselves. <laughs> yeah, Congrats to them. Hey, you, know what, you know what I like? You know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to join a skydiving gang. <laughs> so far, health uh, the official. So far, health departments have reported 103 cases in South Dakota, Minnesota, Wisconsin, yeah. Nebraska, Montana, North Dakota, the big Wyoming, three. Yeah. and Washington State. Sounds like Howard Dean. Ah, How many motorcycles are there? Well, the guy from American Pickers, he goes to Sturgis every year, right, John? Ohio. The guy from American Pickers, the, the guy with the beard, the shorter guy. The fat yeah, guy. He, yeah, he looks young. Dumb. He loves old... Sturgis. He goes every year. I don't think he went this year. He rides one of those. Well, he, he rides like one of those old timey. By fuckers. the way, I just want to break the storyline. I, I got to make a little money on this too. Uh, give me two hundred for the old timey bike. When I did my first tour in uh, for Late Generation nineteen ninety six, we stopped in Sturgis by Throw accident up. on tour, and I I literally pulled down the street and made a left into the town into two hundred thousand bikers. So you went during. You went during. We didn't <laughs> know we were there. We were there by accident. We just rolled into that shit, and next thing you know, we're surrounded by fucking motorcycles. Yeah, you know, you know what's tougher than a motorcycle? A car. I run you right over. Now yeah, you yeah, can't leave. <laughs> right. Keep ton weapon. While bikers ride in the open air, the rally By the way, in next week, Sonny uh, Burgess. While bikers, <laughs> while bikers ride in the open air, the rally also attracts huge crowds of uh, patrons to bars, stores, and businesses around Sturgis. We're growing big ditch virus in the middle easily. of the towns. And they Do I drive to Chuck Zito or no? Sure. <laughs> I, Some come and kick our ass. It's okay because no one's going to listen to it. Some safety measures, like sanitizing sidewalks, were put Here's into place. Here's a safety measure. Don't get on a fucking two-wheeled stupid thing that goes 110 miles an hour, you idiot. <laughs> but apparently masks were not required. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, you, know, you, know, you know what my hobby is? Uh, being completely unsafe all the time. No mask, no helmet. Uh, I'm on a two-wheeled no. thing. And uh, also, uh, tomorrow, I'm going to dive headfirst into a pool with no water in it. What the fuck? Well, listen, I, co I coached the little squirts, you know, the, the yeah. soccer team. And they just said bowling? they're going to start in September, the little squirts. And I'm their coach. <laughs> oh, the little squirts. You don't want to mess with them, man. Yeah, but here's the deal. It's, it's all safety up until they get to the game. Then you, when I put them hey, in, hats off to Larry. no mask required. And that's when they're what? spitting in each other's faces. You can't. What do you, you have to have masks. No, not to, Have you run a soccer field ever? I have never run a, a children's soccer team. They're I'll the same that, size as an adult's team's field. Mario, pull them off the field, dude. What the hell? Why are you even playing? I'm not. I'm, uh, my daughter might not Why play. Why are you here? But, but I'm the coach, and there are several people that want to play. And if they want to play... I'll coach and watch what happens. No, no, no. no. You're don't get show sick. up here and get. Me I'm not going to get sick because I wear. I get to wear my mask all the time. Mara, it's not how that works. They have to wear a mask to protect you. You didn't wear a mask the entire week, or. <sighs> yeah, but when I'm time. within a crowd of people that I don't, that's not in my pod, I do. You're in my you pod now, John. What do you think? Uh, Welcome to my pod. Yeah, you guys were in the pod. A You're long in my time pod. Ago. By the way, that was um, <laughs> that was not me talking about the motorcycle gangs and. Uh, <laughs> the little squirts, that's your gang, Rachel. That, that was my oh, brother. So Smash Mouth I'm, I'm torn. I don't know what to tell the and little squirts. a bunch squirts. of people who saw Smash Mouth perform <laughs> are coming back. 
We're in Smash Mouth coming on. Yeah, actually, uh, that's what you said, Stephen. Because Smash Mouth actually performed at Surges and performed. Made it what I just said. <laughs> Andy Walls yeah. over here. That's performed. crazy. Well, Tommy, I sent you that news story about the band that I'll did a concert that. in front of a hotel and everybody got their own room. You remember that? I sent you that. Yeah, that was. Back. That's, That's actually a, pretty inventive, and now basically they're putting people in pens for like outdoor stadiums, but it's only going to last until the summer's over, and then it's all over. You no, know, it's always been my dream to be locked in a pen and watch Smash Mouth perform. Well, the, the hotel room was great. You get to get a room for four people, everybody has a balcony, and everybody and the band performs in front of the hotel. Great. I thought that was great. We see the Verve pipe. <laughs> it, was in, it was in Estonia. <laughs> Who? You were early freshmen. It was baby. a concert in Estonia. It wasn't even here. Thievery Corporation. Who's performing that? You buy four tickets. It includes your hotel room and a night stay. <laughs> That's a value. That's value for your ticket money. Days of the new. Who's playing at this? Mario, <laughs> on, the Mario on the way home from vacation stayed in a hotel that was nowhere near <clears throat> any kind of, um, you know, uh, anything. Just like Newark? He had, he wanted to I was his, in Newark, Delaware. Use his points. Yeah. Well, because we didn't want to drive anymore. I uh, get free hotel want, rooms. I know. You want to use your points, and then you and then you stay in some bud, bud, bed bug infested. No, st- that uh, was where we stayed. Did you allow that shit, Mario? Did no, you it was, it's, the, it's, it's the Marriott. It was allows. fine. In fact, on the way down, I stayed two nights right, in the ahead. Marriott, Washington. Please. Wait, oh, this is relevant. And if we were there this Friday instead of two Fridays ago, we would have been in the middle in the middle of the Martin Luther King uh, celebration today. Right, sure. It was a, we were exactly no where it was on TV. I brought my daughter and son down to see the what was going on on the steps of the Lincoln Memorial. I, lo- I love this song. Uh, it's, it's called "Suicide Is Painless," and not, not a lot. Of I love that. Know that. I love that song too. Uh, TRN reached out to health officials from no, other states didn't. with reported coronavirus cases. How is your How is your dumb mask company going? Good. I've made over uh, what is it, seven or eight thousand masks so far. So that's exciting. Yeah. And What's uh, that like no, I've had uh, slave labor overseas in uh, Sub-Saharan. You're a terrible person. Fantastic. I hate China. everyone to hang out with. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know what? I'm no. going to buy you and Mario a motorcycle. <laughs> no, we're doing them wholesale uh, overseas, and we're what a mensch. Custom for people, so basically we've uh, done a custom design. So if anyone needs those, right? Do the Indonesian them. children who are unmasked cough right into them before they ship them to you? Yes. Okay. What I do is I bleach them as they come in, and then sure make sure that they're yeah. Yeah. don't lie. Anyway, so CRN has reached out to health officials from other states with reported coronavirus cases connected to Sturgis and is waiting their response. And while health officials have warned against large gatherings during the pandemic, Sturgis City officials decided that in an eight-to-one vote to go ahead with the rally mask-free. Oh, that one vote guy, they stabbed him with a hunting knife. (laughs) (laughs) One of those leather sheaths, like, sewn. In an email to TRN, the uh, spokesman for Sturgis, Christina Steele. Yeah, we're going to have a big motorcycle meeting. I hope everything goes peacefully. (laughs) So the decision to hold a rally came after hearing from thousands of attendees that were coming to the event, even if it were canceled. What if you do if you get a flat tire? You just uh, fall AAA. You got to get in the back of another man's motorcycle. They're not. (laughs) No, but like some motorcycles have a spare tire. What? Like one of those gigantic freaking campers? Shit. The fat bodies, the fat boys. This story is coming out of uh, Australia. One of those, you're out of the gang. <laughs> yeah, only skinny bikes. It's only not guys, this motherfucker. <laughs> ah, you're you're so cold blooded. You got a radio on there? It's not a gang, Bang. it's a club. Yeah, it's a club, right? Yeah. 
This story is out of Australia. <clears throat> I don't know. Hello, mate. <laughs> a light aircraft uh, overloaded with cocaine crashed on takeoff in Australia These last month. These motherfuckers, too. Why me? Uh, you know what I'm going to do tomorrow? I'm going to drive my motorcycle on top of a, a, a light aircraft. <laughs> oh, uh, Police said on Saturday, exposing to a Melbourne-based uh, crime syndicate and leading to the arrest <laughs> of five men with alleged links to Italian hey. mafia. Oh yeah, you gotta go there, Tom. You always gotta stereotype the Italians. Now you can't leave. The Cessna airplane, which was stuffed with more than five thousand kilograms of cocaine, too heavy. Which for John, for you, that's eleven hundred pounds. By the way. Oh, thank you for converting that. Mm -hmm. That's about half a ton, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Went down while attempting to leave a remote airstrip in Papua New Guinea on July twenty-sixth. You don't want to go to the airstrip that's not remote. Um, Australian federal police told TRN in a statement. They always quote, fill it with too, many, too much drugs. It's like, <laughs> can't you, you know, don't be greedy. Do you know there's well, a tribe of people in Papua New Guinea called the Asaro Mudmen? Yeah, I heard about it. It's true. Is that it's true? Really? Fascinating. Yeah. Are they related to you, Mario? No, but it's fascinating. Well, you know who is related to always the Neanderthals is our friend Frank, who did one of those 23andMe things. Yes. And he got 90, 90% Italian, and I'm not even kidding. 3%. 2% Neanderthal. He did. <laughs> no That's way. Not a joke. You ever look at his forehead? I didn't even know that was an option. Yeah. You ever look at Below his forehead? I can see it. <laughs> yeah, I can see it too. He's in the motorcycle game, the, the Neanderthals, I believe. Wow. <laughs> They're out of Cincinnati. 2% Neanderthal that came back on the paper? Cincinnati Neanderthals. That's a good gang name. Listen, if you're going to come to my house, you're going to come to my house and kill me, you better gas up with your little one-gallon gas tank, buddy. Put, 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 put. You're going to ride the motorcycle up the stairs to your bedroom? Yeah, right. Good luck with that. (laughs) Australian federal police. Uh, The only only, my Achilles heel is stairs. Australian federal police said in a statement that, quote, greed played a significant part in the syndicate's activities. Yeah, and yeah added, that's kind of a yeah, syndicate. Kind of added, uh, they added, quote, you cannot, uh, they cannot rule out the weight of the cocaine. It had an impact on the plane to take off. So. Come on, put a little more. Okay. Come on, come on, come on, put a little more. Five, you can fit it. You can. <laughs> five suspects were arrested in Queensland and Victoria in recent days. Yeah. And they've been charged with conspiring to import over 500 kilograms of cocaine. You're going to throw out a couple of these. Yeah, yeah, love. Ditch the kangaroo. <laughs> and they each face a maximum sentence. By the way, life in Raj, you're home for the five worst Australian accents in history. <laughs> Crikey. Me. Are they wearing Jansport backpacks when they got arrested? <laughs> I'll tell you what they right, say. The way, Sorry to the in, people Australia, in Australia, if you get busted for I was president. Like I throw all the Aussies out. You know what they always say in Australia? They always say, good on ya. Good on ya. Do they? Yeah. Oh God. Good on. Authorities. You. Authorities said the plane had flown over Papua, uh, flown to Papua New, Papua New Guinea Close. from the small town of Mariba in far north Queensland, flying at about three thousand feet to avoid detection by radar. Right. <laughs> <laughs> How do you avoid detection by binoculars? <laughs> the cocaine stash was eventually found on Friday after a search in the area. Its total value was estimated to be around eighty million Australian dollars. Which is six Canadian dollars. <laughs> Which is, comes out to 57 million American dollars. That's pounds, baby. <laughs> Which is equivalent to, it says here, about 500,000 street dollars. Whatever seem, that means. Doesn't seem worth it. 
Yeah. No. You know, the cops always pump that shit up. They're like, ah, it's a million dollars on the street. The guy's like, oh, yeah. come on, dude. What the fuck? That was like, exactly. you know, it was like 400 grand. You just make up a number. Pigs. They just basically say the drug bust is one of the largest in Australian history. And in 2016, <laughs> the a similar size haul was seized off New South Wales. So yeah. there you go for that. No alligator whatsoever. Well, actually, speaking of that. Funny you <clears> mentioned <throat> that. This one actually does not have an alligator, but it's kind of related. <laughs> Was it crocodile? Bill of goods, right? Yeah. Is it about the animal in my garage? No. Three stranded mariners were rescued from a remote island in Micronesia on Monday after search crews spotted an SOS message written in the sand. I saw that. Yeah, that really happened, by the way. Yeah, they weren't going to say they had SO written and three planes flew over and didn't stop. Wow, because exactly. it didn't have the last S. That's correct. Thank you <laughs> for savings. That was a, that was a terrible joke, and you made it. You completed it for me. I, I don't even know you're joking. I just I know talk. you don't under, you you don't get jokes. That's why I, I have you on the show. Wait till Jackie the joke man is on. I won't get anything. Yeah, stump the Mario. Oh, Mario's gonna be like, tell me a joke, Jackie. <laughs> Three so person- what do you do, Jackie? Dirty <laughs> Johnny. The three-person crew of a skiff had not been heard from uh, since July 29th and were reported to Mariners be missing on July 31st. Skiff. What year is this? Oh, this happened last week, oh. dude. Okay. The Mariners were reported sailing a 23 nautical mile journey from Paluat to Palapoop, uh, <laughs> Atoll Islands. He laughs the hardest out of four hours at just the word poop. <laughs> Pull over here. I got a pile of poop. <laughs> in the federal wow. state of Micronesia in the Western Pacific when they sailed off course and ran out of fuel. It's one layer. <laughs> uh, Australian and U.S. military aircraft uh, located the castaways on a the beach. They're in, always getting together. On the beach of Pico Lodge. I read this whole uh, story and it seemed like by the it said mm-hmm. the, the headline said that the U.S. and Australian authorities got together to save them. But the, mm-hmm. but the story itself, the body of the story didn't mention the U.S. at all. I think just Australia saved them. And like, where do we show up? Like, hey, you guys need any help? Uh, Take credit. We, we could shoot holes in a boat. <laughs> they said SOS is an internationally recognized sign. Uh, call for help, by the way. I don't know if you guys know that. Yeah. Do you know uh, the Morse yeah. code of SOS? <laughs> Three no. shorts, three long, three shorts. There you go. Well, I heard that they attributed their being saved to that's, many that's, reruns that's also, of Gilligan's that, Island. That's also that's also Pete's <laughs> Modell's order: three shorts, three long, <laughs> three long sleeves. Yeah, I'll take a Golden Warriors, uh, three shorts, three long. Can you play uh, SOS by the Police now? <sighs> play SOS band. Fuck that. Oh yeah, take your time, do it right. <laughs> <laughs> A helicopter crew from uh, the HMS Candera, <laughs> uh, yeah, loca- located the Mariners, checked for major injuries and delivered them food and water. We filled to the brim with girlish glee. Authorities said the men were in, in fairly good condition. <laughs> Everything is a source of fun. <laughs> the U.S. Coast Guard John dropped them a radio from the sky and told told them the FS Independence was on its way to rescue them. <laughs> Well, good uh, God for that. Yeah, so they, they instead of rescuing, they threw a radio out of a helicopter. Exactly. <laughs> Don't get wet. Yeah, go call somebody else. I'm out of it. So I mean, they apparently you know, they made it back safe. So that happened over in Australia. Did the radio then, play uh, our show? Probably not. 
There's only one show to listen to. You should see the it's ratings on that island. We're through the roof. <laughs> number one. Number, number one. one show. <laughs> yeah, Fugazi Friday's a hit. With You're on the turtle. <laughs> Sabbath Sundays. And Sabbath Sundays on the seagull with Coded Neutron and Brian Musicoff. <laughs> back to back. Desert Island Discs. <laughs> This is the uh, obituaries. Oh, Gang of four. Here it comes. <laughs> this is sad for you, Tommy. This is sad news out of uh, L.A. Yeah, uh, that Walter happens Looper. a lot. People are like, finally, we're on a desert island and not in the sea, and then there's nothing to eat but rocks. Like, fuck. Go oh. back out to sea. That's happened. Yeah, you learn this. how to fish. You gotta it make happens the, in Greece every week. Read the story of the whale ship Essex. Those Nantucket motherfuckers, they're all named like uh, uh, Nathaniel and shit. Well, you got to be on Ask a- them. On loan, you could survive. Sleigh ride. By the way, seagulls supposedly ah. taste horrible. John, I'm really baffled that you didn't do more J-drops on that. Callie, you're Hello. on the air. Hey, what's oh. happening? Yeah. Hey, Patrick Walsh, you're on the air. What's up, Pat? Hey, nice get. Nice get. I'm Jackie. Can you believe it? You're coming I know, in it's unbelievable. That. I did it all myself. <laughs> <laughs> gonna, I think he's going to have some great jokes and... Light of Black Lives Matter. No, no, you know, you know, it's, I think Jackie's on her side. He asked her for. Well, I shouldn't even get to the, into workings of the emails. He asked. It, he didn't. He goes. Say he, it, John. Say it. He goes. Are you guys Maybe. Trump guys? And we're like, no. And he was like, good. That's so, good to know. If we were Trump guys, he wouldn't do the show. So I think Jackie's. That's Jackie's great. On side, man. That's good to hear because it's hard to deal with them. Yeah, you know, from you're, you're Jackie. You're from Long Island. <laughs> you you're know, Mario. Yeah. Jackie. You know Jackie's <laughs> name. <laughs> <laughs> You're coming to take the seat, Pat, right? You're coming in next week. We'll talk about it later. What's up, Pat? How you doing? I'm doing very well. How are you getting on? Good. How's the pool? Uh, I would like to uh, uh, point out a couple of holes in Tommy's news. Yes, please. Go ahead. Well, it's uh, impossible uh, because I'm reading it straight well, from the AP, yeah, yeah, but go for it. Go ahead. You're, you're reading what? Every, all four stories from the AP. <laughs> That's not the that's not writing the really? news. The no, I thought this was your <laughs> own news, Tommy. Go ahead, Pat. Ah, don't please. Okay. Well, then, yeah, I'd, I'd like to take umbrage with the AP style guide, then, if they pointed out <laughs> that the castaways were found on a beach. Mr. Rockstar. They were, yeah, they were found in Micronesia. The, cast, the castaways were found on a beach? <laughs> As opposed to where? Town? Well... <laughs> It was it's a remote redundant. desert island. Redundant island. It could have been anywhere. It could yeah. have been in a cave. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's the whole object of being cast away. Yeah, St. Redundant was the name of the island. <laughs> yeah. I got cast away on the Lower East Side. <laughs> these, well, apparently, the, these guys, they wrote in, with, in their heels of their, of their shoes, they you know, wrote the SOS. The castaways are my favorite uh, young uh, um, <laughs> girl band who was abused by... Uh, Exactly. Look at them. Ginger was there. They had all the heels. <laughs> <laughs> so this, this is in the news. The, the, the coconut radio. Yeah, Lita Ford was in there. It's a true story, guys. Did you, did you hear this? It was yeah, really you heard it, you? yeah. <laughs> Me and Pat sat around the other day and watched uh, Chris Elliott as Jay Leno uh, for like two hours. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Chris Elliott is on that show, The uh, Shit's Creek. The right. best. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. He's. Chris Elliott doing oh, Marv Albert, Jay Leno. No wrong. So I'm glad you guys. I, I'm glad you guys brought this up. So someone followed me today on Twitter or followed Live from the Bronx, and it's called mm. where is it? Cabin Boy Minute. Wow. And I don't. I have not heard this show yet. I 100% endorse it, no matter what it is. It's and a show. It's a show, 
And it's not a minute. It's about 45. It looks it looks like they're up to episode seven. And I just fast forward quickly. It's on Spotify. Cabin Boy Minute. It's the, the whole show. It's a podcast about Cabin Boy. What let's could go get wrong? Him on. Let's, let's do get some synergy. I just... I don't want to get them on. You could listen to it. I, you know, I could. Who cares? If they interview it, they have their own podcast. You want to buy a monkey? Soli, we got. Yes. We're listening to Cabin Boy Minute, and we're gonna okay. Uh, like I'm in for a book club. All right, if that's what you need, then I'm in. All right, <laughs> I, I, I am I being aggressive about this suggestion? No, I'm into it. You're gonna listen, right. Cabin Boy Minute. Thank you. Yeah, let's get it. Yeah, that's- Pat, where are you calling in from? In my home, you right, you're still there. <laughs> Castaway Island. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, Castaway at home. That's going to drop me a radio. Why don't you just zoom in with us, Pat, and play the game? Come on. We're waiting on an Australian flight. You could do it, Pat. <laughs> Actually, Ryan just sent me the game. Thank so you. If you guys want to terminate the news, we can move right to the game. What, what about my obituary? Excuse me. Well, we actually, caller on the air. Everything's not about you, and uh, that's it. You don't want to hear my obituary? Why, are you dead? <laughs> now you want to hear it. Now I want to hear it. I still don't want I still would, like, go halfway through your obituary and, like, just drop out and start watching something else. <laughs> 20 bucks says Tommy managed to get a mention in Mario's obituary. <laughs> <laughs> I'll pay for that. Shoehorn himself the, the, in there somehow. The obituary simply it. was that he's referring to is that Walter Lohr, a guitarist and last surviving member of the infamous Johnny Thunders and the Heartbreakers, has died at age seventy-one. There was a second guitar player. He Jesus was Christ. He was Johnny Thunders was stoned on heroin. Oh, uh, you're kidding! So, I saw Walter Lohr from nineteen seventy nine till the till the nineties. Yeah. He's amazing. He, he Johnny Thunders also has a list of what drugs he was on when he saw Walter Lohr. Exactly. The ripe old age for a heartbreaker. <laughs> heroin, heroin, heroin. C minus, C minus, C minus. No, he was one of the staples of the What took him out? It was some fruity disease. <laughs> Not only that. By the way, we could walk to Johnny Thunders' uh, gravesite. But that's right. That's right from Queens. Thank you. Not that I would. I don't care. Well, here's to Walter Lohr. Wait, I want to drink and, and toast. Here's to Walter How old Lohr. Is he? Here's to Heartbreakers. Here's to the wow. Waldos. Here's to the <laughs> memories from Max's Kansas City and Great Gildersleeves and, and Continental Divide. Listen, Thank you, you, Walter Lore. If you were in the Heartbreakers and you made it to 71, you're ahead of the game. Up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. amazing. You last surviving member. What's your secret? Steve Bages <laughs> What's is to say? Alive. I quit the band in 77. <laughs> <laughs> the other surviving well, member of the Heartbreakers to a long hate this one simple trick. <laughs> <laughs> Here it says the rhythm guitarist Laura joined uh, singer guitarist Johnny Thunders and drummer Jerry Nolan in the Heartbreak. You know, this reminds me of the time I quit the Cancer Boys. <laughs> Following the, the best, move, best thing I ever did of their previous band, the New York Dolls, right. the Heartbreakers' early lineup also included Richard Hell, yeah. uh, who after a year left the group and was replaced by Billy Rath, solidifying the lineup that would play in the Heartbreakers' lone studio album, uh, punk classic 1977's L.A.M.F. Great album. Uh-huh. Which is tattooed on my arm, by the way, because Duff McKagan signed that shit. Name L-A-M-F. is a motherfucker. Great band. Uh-huh. Great memory. Was that, was, was that from the AP or Wikipedia? <laughs> you can't put your arm around. Rolling Stone, actually. My source on this is Rolling Stone. <laughs> you know, at least Steve Bates is still alive, isn't he? And Cheetah Chrome. The Dead Boys are still not dead. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Belanson, call in. 
Mario's like, what's the number to call in? I mean, you've been on the show for six years. I've been chanting it for eight. And, uh, <laughs> and, I, and I have to look it up. <laughs> Mario goes, five, five, 507 ticks. <laughs> he's trying to buy mess tickets. He's trying to buy mess tickets in 1989. I, I don't have room in my memory bank for all this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, not that you, it's not that you don't have room in your memory. It's that you don't care about anybody else. But yourself, I care. Right? No, you don't. That's, yeah. not, that, that's a great... Johnny thought his... I caught a fish Heartbreak yourself. I caught a fish uh, by the way, that's not true. I caught you, any fish. My fish. Even I caught my a fish. And, and then he'd be like, oh, you're still fishing? Wait, wait, John, I caught a fish. That fish was amazing. I was a witness to that. It was, you caught a bluegill. No, your fish. Your fish, oh. your fish was amazing. Yeah, Did you I, I actually was no, a witness. Nobody would believe it if I wasn't. If I didn't see what my no eyes, believe I it. I have a camera, motherfucker. Who took the picture? Me. Uh, well, I would have taken it. John, you couldn't even hold that thing down. It was so big, uh, it was flip flopping. Oh, now around. he's going to take credit for the fish because I'm no, unable to take a picture. I was amazed. I was amazed that I could win. You need therapy, dude. No, I, I, I saw. Go to you, the fucking doctor. He caught a fish like he was Give on field and stream. Give me credit for something for once. I am giving you credit. You caught a nah, fish like you were on field and stream. Half ass back That thing in. was flopping on the deck and it kept flopping out of your hands and then. I don't need you then, <laughs> to tell me I caught a you fish. You got him back in there. the water and you revived him and you brought him back to life and let him swim away. That was the most dramatic. <laughs> That, that, that fish, um, he put up a fight. He could breathe on. He could, I, I looked him up. Was, he could breathe out of water. He could, <laughs> he's one of the rare Jurassic fish. He's got an oxygen gland or something. I am giving you credit. That was a great catch. You go didn't document this. Great catch. Yeah. That was a prize winner, John. We could eat that, man. Look, that was illegal. I limit. caught the fish, and he's like, "Who took the picture?" You see what's going on? I, I'm yeah, giving yeah, you yeah. credit. Do you? All I know, but you, do you see what's going on? I'm giving him credit. I see exactly what's going on. It was good meat on that day. Nah. <laughs> you could have killed that fish. We could have ate that fish. I don't nah. eat fish. That was a trout. It wasn't a mackerel. It was. A I don't eat freshwater fish. I throw and them according all back. to Jay, that's the news. That's the news. There you go. Good job, Tommy. Yeah, Pat, you have anything to plug? What book are you working on? <laughs> I'm all busy. <laughs> hey, Pat. Uh, <laughs> Pat's a voracious a reader. What are you reading now? Did you read the uh, Tom uh, Tom Club book? Uh, I started it, yeah. Started it, So yeah. far, quite enjoyable. It's pretty good, right? It is a good book. Uh, you read it, Mary? I, I read parts of it. Right. Yeah, I skipped uh, uh, yeah, he, he he left the book out. He wants to vermin. I like the, the talking heads part. I have to admit, I'm more of a talking heads guy than Tom Tom Club. But like reading, but just the inner workings of making the songs and and how they came. I like up to with read about great. the other bands that aren't the band that's in the. You know, it's like, these these guys did this, and I, yeah, I like to watch. I had lent Hugo the. Um, Hugo, are you still there? He probably is not. He, uh, he's, he's looking at the dailies the from the documentary. From he's, 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 he's thumbing through the variety. Hugo the young. I gave, uh, I gave, I lent Hugo the uh, Norm McDonald book, which is like being on acid reading a book. It's, it's just make it's insane. Does anybody do acid anymore? <clears throat> moving on. Does anyone remember laughter? And moving on, I want to show you this picture. Pat, that hang up. Showing. I don't blame. I want to show you this picture on Zoom that oh, Baby Sean just texted me. Can you see that, John? Pat's there. Hey, Pat. There he is. He's on the Zoom. What's hey, up, man? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Pat. Wait. 
What do you tell <laughs> me, Tommy? You want to show me a picture on Zoom? This is like uh, the what is it? Hold it to Tony the, the Tiger holding up a picture of Tony Can, the Tiger. T- tell me who that is. Look at that. Right, it's a wrestler. I, it's, it's, oh, Chris Bob Moon. Shut up. He's asking me a question. <laughs> All right. Who is that? It's Lemon Cokey and, and uh, Chris Elliott. Two guys that look right. exactly the same. Yeah. You see Chris Elliott's beard now. It's like down to the middle of his chest. Wow. Lemon is Cookie it? looks buff. That's Marlon Brando and uh, <laughs> I miss Lemon Cookie. <laughs> I've written you a guy. letter because you're the letter man. <laughs> my <laughs> incredible. My incredible is French. <laughs> David, it just like he put, touches David's hand and, and he just, David Letterman is pissed. It's the, the, it's great. The, the, the best thing about Chris Elliott's appearances on Letterman is that he just shows zero re- respect or reverence <laughs> for the process <laughs> or the man. He's, he's like rolling his eyes. He never looks him in the eyes, looking this way and that way. He's not listening. Yeah. It's yeah. the funniest shit ever. It's oh, funny. so he's a lot like me. No, but funny. Yeah. <laughs> If you listen, I'll make a deal with you. If you show up here and Jay Leno chin funny, I'll give you a pass. The man who came out from under the barrage, Marv Albert, the man there. who lives under the barrage, yes, head carpenter. <laughs> and that was the ultimate like ball busting that Dave Letterman would never do a movie or anything, and he he. He got him in Cabin uh, Boy. It was like, a, and then he just uh, shows up in Cabin Boy, and the whole script is him busting uh, like uh, Dave's walls. John, check this out. Can you see this? I'm not going to touch you or touch you because you're all of that. What? You see that? That's Lemon Cookies signed. Are we copy at the point in the show Cannon we're holding Boy. up our phones? Really? Uh, yeah, because uh, I, yeah, the radio yeah. audience can't this? see anything. A, ca- a signed copy of Cabin Boy by whom? By Chris Elliott. He's, yeah, he's good. He's, he's, oh, okay. You know who's in Cabin Boy? Uh, who, who, Mike Starr? Uh, yeah. He's good. He's from Queens. Uh, that's Baby Sean's signed copy. He's a huge fan, apparently. Yeah, what, Tommy, where is Sean? from the shower? Where is Sean? He's still in the shower? That's I a long cha- shower. Digging holes. What's in the game? Sean, get up here, Sean. No, Let's take a look at his face. Come on. I, I don't care. He's summoning he's, Sean. I don't care about Baby Sean. He's still Tommy. I dig holes. I give a fuck. Let's go. What's in the game? Uh, you guys want a game? Yeah. All right. Am I keeping right. score? Or do I have? Am I? All right. What's the name? Ryan sent me a game earlier today. By the way, I'm not married. You gotta sure. let me talk, man. I'm not. I'm not kidding. Thank you. Don't get mad at me. I'm not. I'm just asking if I should keep score. When or you, not. you have a couple busy and you don't let me do the should show. I keep score. Or no. Not? Okay. No. Here do whatever go. you want. Just be quiet while you do. <laughs> okay. Thank you. I love you. I appreciate you. I appreciate you more. What's in the game this week, uh, Tommy? Uh, Ryan comes up with a... Carlson? I need my game intro, dude. Thanks for playing. (laughs) You know, that's not a joke. I really have them mixed up for like the past six years. (laughs) And now... From a barrage in Queens, New York, it's time to play the... I want to kill myself. <laughs> I'm here to help. It's over. It's been and done. now, from a barrage in Queens, New York, it's time to play the Ryan Game, where we expose these smartasses for the dumbasses they really are. Here's your host, Tommy Rockstar. Let's move on with the game. Every week, Ryan. Well, not this week. But, uh, 
every week Brian comes up to the game with us and uh, for, with us uh, for us. And this week he came up with no answers, which is half a game, really. So uh, go ahead, Tommy. What's in the game this week? Did you eat, right? Did you well, this is a famous game that Ryan likes to play on occasion. Now it's called I'm Twenty. Drunk. I want to. I, I want to shut my own mind off. Go ahead. It's called Twenty Seconds, and so we're, you, we're that, gonna, it, 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 we just end the show in twenty seconds. Yes, we're going to read you a topic, and uh, you have to name as many uh, items in of that subset. In 20, Twenty seconds or less. Yes, exactly. Hey, what is the game? It's called Twenty Seconds. We've played a lot on the show. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> we played a lot on the show. Maybe you weren't here. You've been gone for a while. You need a nice suit. Exactly. Suit. Get the mansion over there. Loaf of bread. Bring home the mom. Congress. We'll start uh, with our newest. So we, just had a, so we just had to swing by and see how things were going at the grotto. <laughs> Listen, hey, I've I've worked like, my ass off all day. I am in my robe. I had to nice. check in with you my need a, dragger. You need one of those bubble uh, housemate. Bart with the bubble pipe. Yeah. <laughs> Who the Sam hell is that? Oh, that's, that's baby Sean. Sean's here. Uh, hey, what's yeah. up? Well, uh, well, uh, so we're going to start with our newest panelist, Patrick Walsh. And uh, Pat, in 20 seconds or less, uh, name as many. John, you have a sound drop of the uh, TikTok in the background? What? TikTok. Do you have the, the clock, the ticking clock in the background? TikTok on the clock. In 20 <laughs> seconds or less, Pat. It's the first uh, game show where I'm actually going to put the timer on the host. <laughs> Name as many search engines as you can. Go. <laughs> Dog as pile. Jeeves. <laughs> Google. Okay. Duck, duck, go. Bing. Oh, Bing. Bing. Yeah, you still in there? Netscape Navigator. <laughs> Sounds good to me. Add on to the classics. Portal <laughs> Hub. All right, time's up. That's five for Pat. Are we accepting? What was that? Porn Hub? Is that a search? Wait, but that, you, you, can't, like, you I, can't put directions to Roscoe's in, into Porn Hub. You'd like, be surprised. Yeah. You should see what comes up. Yes. Well, I guess your internet is different you know, than mine. So I was gonna, okay, I was gonna right. Google it, but right. I figured I'd ask Jeeves. S G. That's what you open with. That was beautiful. All right. That's what it says. S G. S G. Did John? We're gonna go to you next. Yeah. In twenty seconds or less, right. name as many popular varieties of apples as you can. Go. <laughs> Golden delicious. Uh, <laughs> let's go. A uh, uh, um, uh, red delicious. Uh, 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 freaking, uh, what is it? Oh my god, a uh, crab, uh, cranberry apple crab, uh, grandma delicious, grandma, um, grandma, delicious grandma, uh, uh, Isaac Newton's, the computer you're using, um, I, 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 I think uh, 20 seconds, wow, I got um, two, I got two. you were trying to say Granny Smith, but I'll give it to you, anyway. grandma. <laughs> what do you mean? I didn't get anything. Golden Delicious is real. You fuck. Pete, if I don't, he's going to yell at me. So no, I'll it. take one. Delic- Listen, I get it. It's funny. I got one. Delicious grandma. Delicious grandma. You said red, golden, and, and put gray. Put that in the Pornhub. That's three. <laughs> put that right. on S. Jeeves. I got you for three. I dude. hate apples. 
Fuck those things. Okay. I eat a lot of apples. Apple's the best. Red apple? You can't even eat them. Oh, they're, uh, they're uh, good. Listen, I like a pear. I, that tastes like something. Oh, I love a pear. I love pear a pear. Pear is more sexual. A bottle. Uh, Pete, this, uh, we're going to go with you next. Uh, great. Here's okay. the name as many pears as you can. I fucked up. In uh, Twice. <laughs> How many pets are in a pear? <laughs> you know goddamn in, well this one. In 20 and seconds or less, it. name as many Sopranos characters as you oh, can. Okay, this is bullshit. Carmella, Tony, AJ, Meadow, Phil, Phil, Johnny Sack, Paulie, Ralphie, Diana, Christopher. Just say anything. Sound of like seven or eight. You got ten there. No way. I had him at seven. Yeah, give him a Howard Seven. Beach white pages. All right, if you take Christopher off, <laughs> nine. Can I bend over? Scream into my nine? eye. Nine. nine. Seven. I thought I had six or seven. Excuse Come me, on. scorekeeper. Every time he said something, I made a mark. Unless they're not but real someone, characters. Person, someone keep score, please. John, John, I go with you. What's the vig on that? John, what's the, how many? Vigorous. You know the characters. I don't know. He got at least seven or eight. There's no I'm going to give nine. him an eight, then. I'm not giving him a nine. Look at me now. We gave him a fake fucking apple. Listen, Phil. What? I got one point, you prick. You got three, John. Three. You got three. Got three John. Excuse me. I was just about to defend you and say that yeah. Phil counts as two. Yeah. Uh, uh, Patsy counts as two. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, twins. Fuck his ass. They gave him the apple. Yeah, yeah. you know that guy's getting Mine. one paycheck for two Mine. parts. Bullshit. Steven can't breathe, dude. Look at him. Mine was what he did for comedy. You know okay. who else can't breathe? Christopher with Tony Soprano. You're going to pull out ass Jeeves, and you know it. And that's why I'm on the show. Hey, you ever been? Can I go on ass Jeeves? Go ahead. Car Blanche is my favorite apple too, buddy. Steven, this is for you to catch your breath, all right? Hold on, hold on a second, hold on. I just want to point out that the only time I've played this game, like I think the the question Ryan gave me was like name as many variations a nice of a plunge. Dodge automobile. Name as many caveats as you can come up with. It's always a, like a straight dude question. Shut proposal. up, Patrick. <laughs> name as many yeah, the Volkswagen caveat. Uh... <laughs> this was actually pretty fitting, actually. So this oh, Steven, in 20 seconds or less, name as many different George Clooney movies as you can. Go. Ooh. Oh, Jesus. Um, oh, Brother, Where Art Thou? Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, Jesus, Where Art Thou? Fucking Christ. Um, I, I can't believe I'm, I'm blanking it's, like this. Back to life. What's that? Oh, shit. Um, Name an apple. Oh, my God. Lawyer. Boy. I can't believe. Yeah. Oh, Michael, Michael Cronin. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Cohen. What is... Michael Clayton. He's Michael good Clayton. Clayton. Don't uh, give the answers. Come on. The answer's time, and uh, you got one point. But that's pretty good. I also want to accept the Ocean's Eleven. That wasn't good enough. Ocean's Eleven or 12, 13, 13. 14A. Batman. 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 Oh, that's right. He was Batman. He had the nipples. Ocean's 14B. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
Uh, uh, Adam, you're uh, up next. Uh, Syria. Yeah, damn. I couldn't even think of the other like that was incredible. movies you, that you, he was in. So many. <laughs> you thought of one George Clooney movie. The guys after reading Clooney. made seventy billion dollars. After reading, yeah. I'm more of a fan yeah. of his television work. <laughs> Facts yeah, yeah ER, ER. He was in both of those. Yeah. Roseanne Day. <laughs> you got two. Adam, in uh, in twenty seconds or less. <laughs> In 20 seconds or less, name as many island nations as you can. Go. Uh, Papua New Guinea. <laughs> Trinidad. Tobago. Ooh. It's more of a peninsula. Uh, the, the Falcon Islands. Mm. Uh, Be more specific. <laughs> 17 uh, Falcon Islands. But... Chinese Taipei. Uh, Hawaii. No one can name an, an Apple, Obama. a George Clooney movie, or an island on a show. Uh, <laughs> Time. Island. I'll give you five. Uh, what was the well, question? I, can, you, can you please tell me which five were right? Just... <laughs> Papua New Guinea? Excuse me, what okay. was the question? Well, the island nations. Name an island nation. Hey, Long seconds. Island doesn't count. It's not a nation. No, I know that. Why do the Falklands need to be more well, specific? I would argue, judging from what I was reading in the Islanders subreddit last night. <laughs> Islanders nation, bro. Why Why that. would the Falklands need to be more specific? They may secede. Well, Mario, aren't I'll there many nations, like m- different divisions That's, of the Falklands? Yeah, it's 17 points. Right. Uh, Mario, you're up. Uh-oh. Four or five? What do you get? I don't know. I gave him five. I gave five. him five. I got five. Can I still name an apple? I still can't think of one. Granny Smith. Yeah, I know. That's oh, I would, have, I would have accepted Fiona, Fiona, Pat. I would have accepted that. Mario, in 20 seconds or less. Fuck apples. Name, name as many fast food restaurants that primarily feature chicken. Go. Popeyes. KFC. Chick-fil-A. Chicken. Chicken. Uh, Let's see. Chicken. Uh, Texas fried chicken. That. Is they that have, real? Yes, it is. No. They do have all. It's have, not a chain. It is a chain. No, wait, wait. Uh, don't take yeah, my time share. Right. I got uh, chicken. More chicken. Uh, don't take my time share is my favorite uh, Estonian kerner. Time. You got three. Katie Porter over here. What about Texas fried mm. chicken? Google uh, it. Think, Google it. No, I'm not. There's no Googling on the show. No one has ever heard of that. It, it, you it think of the Kennedy fried. Kentucky. It's it be crunchy. You got three. You got Chick-fil-A, you got Kentucky. Roy Rogers. And you got yeah, three. you forgot Roy Rogers. That's a Churches, you fucking hump. Roy Rogers. You got three. Don't put yourself down for four, you cheating bass. Texas fried chicken. No. You're right. No one's You're heard of it. You're making it up. We vote. Go ahead. <laughs> Next time. All right. Uh, Pat, we're back to you. Uh, in 20 seconds or less. Mm. Name, Name as, as many... many replacement songs as you can. <laughs> <laughs> Name as many fictional vehicles as you can. Fiction vehicles? vehicles? Vehicles, yes. Fictional Fiction? vehicles. This is what Ryan sent me, so we're just going with it. And stop That's... and go. Right. Uh, the Homer? Yes. <laughs> I'm Mike Wallace. Fictional George Barris. Well, that counts. Well, I need clarification from Ryan on that because what technically constitutes fictional? 
You're hosting the game. What is Alex uh, Trebek stopping to ask the audience uh, to follow? What the fuck's going on? I'll, Pat, I'll ask you another question. Busy digging a hole. Uh, listen, uh, Canyon Arrow. Let's get me. Yeah, I guess so. I'll ask you another Volkswagen question. Volkswagen Chief. In 20 seconds what or less. What kind of question is that? Give me fictional apples. I'll just make up whatever I want. Name as many words that end with the word tur, like T-U-R-E. You know, Ryan's fired, by the way. Aperture. Yes. <laughs> yes. Tincture. Correct. Hmm. I need a longer timer. I keep having that. I, th- I, I think I'm good. I remind yes, myself. three. You got three right there. Very good. But uh, real mature. Hello, love. Three. Three. I Why don't look, you just listen to the bells? I I, uh, I looked up, and there is a Texas fried chicken, except it's called Texas There's Chicken no and Burgers. Oh, right, so you're wrong and wrong again. So you get minus one point, you're back down <laughs> to two. one. <laughs> All right, who got three points? Pat did. John, in 20 seconds or less, name as many ways to cook an egg. Go. Fried, uh, deviled, uh, uh, eggs benedict, poached, sunny side up, sunny side down, scramble. Uh, fried sandwich, probably not good. Uh, the two of those are not good. Uh, 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 hard boiled, soft boiled. <laughs> um, God, raw. Oh, that's, uh, time, time, time. I think I, pre- you know, but in three, the time eight, I did that, I timed eight, an egg. Raw is good. John, you you have an unbelievable nine correct on that There's round. No way. Wow. Listen, you got to take two away from me. Because no, still no, not John, 10, he's right. Baby. He's right. Yeah. I counted ten if you counted raw. Uh, two were bullshit. No, the other raw, two. Raw. He said raw, it was, had a you cook. Said, like fried. Well, I, I didn't I count like sandwich and I didn't count the other ones. You so didn't count sandwich. Okay, no, you got nine. Good job. Nine, nine, nine. I hate it. That was a gimme. You got twelve points for the lead. Sunny side up. You should see me cooking apple. It never knocked me down. Sunny side down doesn't count, is it? Yeah, sunny side down. Is That's the, real. Yeah, you, could, you you fry it on both sides. A- I, according, I to ba- the, according to Baby Shark, actually, runny. Keep it runny. Uh, the name's Montage. It's keep called it Over Easy. <laughs> keep it open. Oh, that's how my dad liked him, by the way. By the way, everyone keep my dad sandwich, sunny side up. I like him looking at Look, me. I, can't yeah. my dad's I, in the hospital. I made the breakfast grill for like oh, ten geez. years, and I I hate eggs, man. I, they uh, don't, you know, I'll take like one egg a month. They would stare oh, at me. I'd be high, I'd hung look. over, and the eggs would stare at me like <laughs> eyeballs. I could eat like five eggs at a I'd time. Have, yeah. I'd make, kind of gross. I made eggs for my dad's diner. I mean, you're literally serving egg, 50 people at a time. I love an egg sandwich, but only one egg, and like the rest of it's going to be like cheese and, like, and bread. You, you have to hide the egg. Scramble soft whiskey down like hash Easter. browns. I, I lose the yolk, dude. I'm eating more egg white. Yeah. Ah. I love runny. Who knows... Uh, <laughs> Who knows the restaurant lingo? Lemon Yoki. He's in Ronnie. Lemon Yoki. <laughs> Pete, this one's for you, baby. In 20 seconds or less, name as, fe- as many famous baseball catchers as you can. Go. God, Mike Piazza, Johnny Bench. Uh, fuck. Come on, Plus Pete. Season. Just name every catcher on every team. Todd Huntley. Sure. Um, he got screwed by Piazza. Eighty-six minutes. Posada. Time. Yes, four. Yeah. Wow. Here's Pete, baseball fan. He can only yeah. name four catches in the history Mike. of the wow. game. Wow. What about Thurman Munson? 
Oh, uh, no, he, 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 he's dead. Yeah, fuck One him. of the best. Good pilot. Why is he flying for him? <laughs> well, you're tied with John with 12 right now. How many? Name as many Yankees that crash in a horrible plane accident as you have four and eight. You got ten from the Soprano. No, you got eight on the Soprano. Repeat, I have nine and four. I have No, no, we gave him eight. John made the call. Excuse me, two people can't keep score. John, you made the call that he made up two names. Who? On the Sopranos. I don't know what you're talking about. Listen to him. He doesn't know what planet he's on. I thought you got seven or eight, too. What are, I'm making not. Up, I'm making up names. Yeah, you're making up names. I'm, I have. I don't know. I have nine no more. For Pete. Yeah, All right, so Pete, right. why don't you get off my show? I'm in Hawkwind. I'll be on whatever flight I want. Uh, Pete, you're <laughs> in the lead with your team. Doing my own, babe. I never said anything, and I'm getting yelled at. It's ridiculous. Stephen Soli. There was a joke uh, that he did about Stephen Ray Vaughan, but it could apply to Thurman Munson as well. What's the difference between Thurman Munson and the Bear? What is the difference between Thurman Munson and the Bear? The bear went over the mountain. <laughs> <laughs> come on, come on, you know, that's funny. Uh, dun, dun, dun. Yo, Steven Soli, you're up. Go ahead, Steve. Great. Cannot wait. Let's <laughs> hit, hit me, baby. This one is a little different. Uh, in Name as many relief pitches in the minor league. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. uh, Shooting guards. Name somebody seven. from Game of Thrones. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I Ma- Mountain Johnson. Walking dead. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah. I got to give Ryan props for this one. Uh, in 20 seconds or less, name as many reasons to send a greeting card. Go. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, oh. <laughs> to send a greeting card. Yes. Okay, well, you're in the aisle. You're <laughs> looking at all the topics. <laughs> yes, I'll take it. Yeah, uh, pen pal, send to a pen pal, a uh, loved a... one, a family member. No, not uh, a person, a, like a, reason. a reason. A reason, a reason. Uh, I'll start again. Have you yeah. ever been in a pharmacy? Like, I'll give you one to start with, like a birthday. <laughs> oh, okay, I, a greeting card. Though. Yes, 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 yes a greeting card. Okay, okay. Tom just gave the Family Feud number one answer. <laughs> <laughs> bereavement. That was Tommy. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, bereavement. All right, everyone, like, excuse me. Why, it's like, uh, here on Live from the Garage. Live from the Garage on Radio Nope. I just want to uh, mention that uh, uh, Stephen Soli cannot name one greeting, <laughs> greeting card. Do you have any empathy? Never, ever, ex- never expect a card. Have you ever sent a we're card to, to By the way, we're up to 40 never, seconds. Never experienced a birthday, a funeral, a symphony. my office, Bear. Happy so, retirement. Uh, thank you. Uh, uh, happy retirement. Uh, happy birthday. Good, uh, good. Bereavement. Ding. Uh, ding. Anniversary. Happy bereavement. Uh, <laughs> I did not say happy bereavement. <laughs> happy burrito. Um, happy bereavement. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was my happy, dad's boxing name in this in the third. Yeah. Child infant death syndrome. Uh, for that. Sorry, uh, <laughs> I know it's a tough time. Uh, hey, you got a, you got a pen in the glove compartment? Oh shit! I'll give you five after 143 five? seconds. Five? Oh you, you can't give him five. He couldn't name a fucking greeting card. He did. He just did. On the 40 second mark, Tommy. I thought it was Marvin. He spent 10 seconds just trying to understand the answer. They raw eggs with sympathy. They go for. I don't think. Who was eating a raw egg in 50 years? <laughs> I, raw, it came yeah, off, raw came off the point. Right. <laughs> yeah. uh, Adam Hulk Hogan over here. I tried to give you 
double points for Soprano Twins, and you were freaking out of me. Kiss my ass. I named I named every egg up your ass. All the joy to be on this show, by the way. I'm going to go. My egg's done. Adam, in 20 seconds or less, name as many uh, popular varieties of apples as you can. Go. Stop. We did this. Uh, pink ladies. Wait, uh, golden delicious. Oh, come on, come on. Delicious grand. No, I'm just fucking with John. I'm fucking with John. I'm fucking with John. He's still, he's still, he kicked my ass in two seconds. Don't forget the Rome apple. I'm just kidding. The gold lady. Adam, back to my Pornhub searches. Excuse me. For the record, Sully, I'm the least angry out of everyone today. The mealy old lady one. The yellow one. I took one point for Apple. I'm happy. All right. We gave you three. Right. Go ahead. Three right. points. You got three right. points. Never had a good Apple. How fucked up is that? He never ate a good Apple. Uh, yeah, it tastes like, like nothing. It's bullshit. It tastes it's just like candy, like man. Apple. What are you talking about? I don't know. Maybe I have the. It got worms in there. Maybe he's got the wrong Apple. <laughs> Who eats an Apple? I eat an apple Stupid. a day. I like throwing apples, winging them and shit. It keeps the doctor away. What if pal- what do you- There's nothing in there except water and sugar. And it tastes like exactly. and fiber, fiber. Fiber. Oh, stop it. Well, oh, you, what do you want? Here comes Mr. Uh, Dr. Rockstar over here. Take your medication, <laughs> all right? And maybe you you apple seed. Listen, maybe if you took your medication, Tommy, maybe you wouldn't dig six holes in your backyard for fun. John, in 20 seconds, name things you like to flung an apple. A brick, <laughs> an apple, a crab apple, um, a, a little bag of sand, uh, one of those uh, uh, sandbag things. City bus. More a sand. Bean, a, bean yeah, a, a, bat, a D battery. A tennis ball <laughs> filled with pennies. Adam. Yeah. Uh, in 2020, name the things Philadelphia Eagles fans throw. <laughs> the game. In 20 seconds or less, name as many famous game shows as you can go. Sir, yeah. uh, are you Price interested in game shows? Right. Jeopardy. Uh, uh, Wheel of Fortune. Uh, Family Feud. Hollywood Squares. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the Newlywed Game. Yes. Uh, Press Your Luck. Yes. In the nick of time, you got seven. Sweet. Sir. Yeah. Are you interested in game shows or not? Seven. <laughs> sure. You got 12, man. Some of the ones you missed with the Price is Right. And the Ryan game. Jeopardy. And the Ryan game would have counted. Yeah, I would have Jeopardy. accepted that. <laughs> All right, Mario, the- this is the final question. It all comes down to you. 20 seconds. You're the only, pyramid. Okay. You're the only one who can save Here us. Here we go. Pete's got it the is- lead. What? This is gonna be good. I'm out of the game? Give me no. another apple, you motherfucker. Okay. No, I would have accepted. John, you have 12. You're doing pretty all right. Oh, my God. Um, it's two guys keep a score. I'm losing in one, and the other winning. In <laughs> Doing top uh, comedy for name as day. many scorekeepers as you can. Man. How many species of squirrel? Go ahead, Tommy. Mario. This is how it just it just. <laughs> <laughs> Mario, it just came up this way, so this is what it is. This is the last question of the night, and then it'll determine Don't who's make the, excuses. The who uh, in 20 seconds or less? Name is. Many painters as you can. Oh, go. come on. Vincent Van Gogh, Michelangelo, Harmonious Bosch, <laughs> Jasper Johns, uh, J- uh, William de Kooning, Pablo Picasso. I never called um, an asshole, but. Um, George Bush, there. <laughs> 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 Charles Manson, uh, Hitler. Uh, John Hulan. <laughs> 
Did I say Jasper Johns? Yes. yes. Uh, Not, he'll, he'll never be a patron. Tim of Rollins. He's a Thomas Kincaid. Time, time, time. time. <laughs> so eight, Mario. You got eight. Eight. What? Yeah. There yep. weren't even eight questions. There's no questions. Uh, Jasper Johns twice. No, no, no I only said it, I only counted it once. Listen, he stole the light bulbs. Did you mention Thomas Kincaid, Panther of Light? I could mention well, it. No, but he mentioned his friend. I should be ashamed of myself. I'm leaving. Can't believe not I bad, Mary. Not every, bad. You know, every, when the pressure's on, it's hard. Everyone does I bad. Know. I couldn't name an apple. You see Stephen Sully trying to <laughs> name... I couldn't name like, uh, Automobiles. <laughs> name, uh, name a car. Uh, like, ah! Mario, what are you calling me out for? Uh, your ability to... Uh, what was your topic that you had? Such, Did you bring uh, any BS for me, motherfucker? Cards. No, no he, By the way, excuse Just me. blank out. <laughs> Mario has a little playmate. Uh, you know these... I don't, I don't do well on games. These That's the, right. these coolers, I, the little playmate, you know this. Uh, oh, I thought I thought it was someone he got from the score. <laughs> oh, he, he stopped at the school, got lunch, oh, and a little playmate. They gave me bags of apples. Not one thought of bringing me a beverage. He's That's always thinking, "What can I bring him?" You brought a fucking cooler to my house with ice in it. Is not a beer for me? Of course, John, I you sound like John Tapper. I, <laughs> I'm not allowed to go in your house. I brought another bucket well, to go in my house. No, I don't go you in your house. Muppet. What does that have to do? You, you, <laughs> what would you like, John? Whiskey, vodka? No, think, what no, would you want? No, yeah. you know what? It's too late. Listen, I know. You, you, got a, you got a Granny Smith? In you accused me of stealing a Budweiser at the <laughs> New Jersey you. house. No, I would I never drink, drink, I would never not, drink a Budweiser. What are you talking about? <laughs> Let me get you a are, guy out. You're a jealous guarding of your Budweiser. You're out your of your Bud mind. You know, you, you latch on to one little thing you think happened to <laughs> excuse everything else you did. I do love you, though. See? And would you like a drink? You're I, a manipulative you a drink. Fuck, I just wait till you need a doctor. it's later on in the yes, show because... Lighter. No, you never thought to I don't like drink you like drinking that. heavily until How you later doing, on. <laughs> <laughs> Bringing up your rear is Steven yeah. Sully with six points. Wait, do I go again? No, the game is over. Who won? Uh, bringing up the rear behind you is uh, Pat with eight points. Oh, thank you. Uh, followed bringing, by everyone's Mario. bringing up the rear. I got third, eleven third points. Less. Bringing up the rear is my favorite David Faustino uh, spinoff of Mary Mitchell. Tied for second bringing place. Bringing up the rear is a whole bunch of things that I'm not going to joke about. If you, if you if you Wikipedia Mary with children like I do in the middle of the night, you, they, they, there are like seventeen spinoffs that had two episodes and got canceled. Really? Uh, you know. Well, let me tell you a little something about Mary with children. The show. You know how a hundred people tried out for that part. You know how Ed O'Neill got the part? No. They all played it like screaming and yelling, right? He walked up to the door and he looked at it and he goes <sighs> He sighed, and that's how he got the part. That's pretty good. And the now you know the rest of the story. Yeah. Mario Is that how you got your role? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I, you know, he's just resigned to his fate. Tied for second place. The reason I was reading is because Kevin Curran died. He used to write for Letterman in the heydays, and he was also the voice of Buck the Dog, and was the showrunner on Married with Children. Anything? Any other questions? Uh, 20 seconds. Married with Children facts. With the voice of the dog on the Married with Children knockoff. Top of the heap? Oh, I know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, totally. What was the name of that show? Top of the Heap with um, uh, Joey the guy from French, Joey, was the son, and the father was an Italian guy who was like a serious actor. They fired him from the show before it, like, even, uh, listen, I gotta look. How do you know this Whoa. shit? <laughs> Whoa. 
Wow. I read. I read books. You're a smart man. <laughs> Ty, Ty, I'm voracious. Place. <laughs> I'm into literature. And Adam Kurzawa for with 12 points each. Second Did you know the place. pilot was filmed without um, uh, Christina Applegate and Dave Faustino or two different actors, and they fired them? And then Wait a minute. Who? Filmed the new pilot? Who won? I want to and, and the dog also was, voiced, the math, was voiced twice by Cheech Marin when Kevin Curran was. <laughs> and your winner for tonight, eking out by just one point, is Traveling Pete, Man of the Hour. Yeah! Oh, Bullshit. But he, he, it was controversial on The Sopranos, but what? I give it to you, Pete. Did I come in second place? You and yes, Adam. Yes, you did. Yeah. What, did I lose by one point? Uh-huh. Yes. Cocksuck. I came Learn in third your apples, by babe. one point. <laughs> <laughs> How about them apples? Good job, Wait. Pete. Pete's won the Ryan game. Yeah, and, uh, Pete. Tommy, First good job. Thank you. Thanks, Ryan. Give it up for Ryan. Perfect timing. Thank uh, you, Ryan, who's enjoying his vacation on the Jersey Shore. It's good to... You know, if... if, if I, I if I had a choice between doing the show and hanging out with Frank, I would definitely hang out with Frank. The that Neanderthal? Neanderthal? Yeah. <laughs> 2% Neanderthal. It's good to see you, Pat. Thanks, man, for... Uh, yeah. Pat, uh... Put all these other jerk-offs and hang out for a bit. Right. I, I thought <laughs> Pat goes, oh, that was a good interview. You know why it was good? Because we let the guy talk for once. Yeah, and, and Pat actually listened. Well, yeah, yeah, it's because I wasn't there. <laughs> He's getting a head start on not listening to the podcast because it's easier this way. Thank you, everybody. Also, Thank you, John, Adam. Thank can you, we plug? Yeah, we got five minutes. Plug whatever yeah. you want. What would what, you yeah. write? A book about uh, uh, freaking uh, Green Day? No, I want to plug next week's guest one more time. Right. Who's that? Will you tell me, dude. <laughs> next week's guest. Yeah, no. You know, I, I should really yell at myself. It's kind of I'm, I'm projecting, right? Yes. Well, what do yeah. you, what's the matter? I'm I'm angry at myself for being Why? a drunken well, idiot, what? and I take it out on everybody else, and I apologize. Uh, not really. <laughs> Next week. <laughs> Next week, Friday, September fourth. It's <laughs> the day. Every day weekend. By the way, Mario, Thursday. Uh, everyone gets fired at a, on a Thursday. So, uh, it's <laughs> Jackie the Jokeman Martin, penthouse showcase Martin. Holy ah. shit, Jack. Jackie the Jokeman is actually going to be a guest on the show. It's incredible. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, thank you. Right. If we don't screw it up, if we don't screw it up in the next four minutes, Jackie will be on the show. Amazing, and uh, the hits just keep on coming. Thank sure you, Pete. Thank and you. More after that. Thank you, Adam. Thank you, Tommy. Thank you, Mario. Thank you. Uh, who else? Uh, oh, it is. Oh, you can't even read the fucking screen. <laughs> what? I didn't have it up. I have well, never mind. I you just know want... what? Why don't you come over here and do it? Why don't you sit at home and say nothing for five years, oh. and then come over and do my job? Oh, this is John, hard. you sound like John Tapper. Yeah, this why don't you hard. name an apple? Piece of shit. I have Gaia. To, I have to be there when the show's over. I'm scared for my Red life. Apple. Yeah, right. Here, Green apple. Question. Hey, Pete, count the, the stupid $200 sneakers in your closet. I threw my <laughs> game over Pete. Boxes. Uh, thank you, everybody. If you like this radio, you can go to patreon.com slash barrage and contribute. Thank you, Baby you Sean. To... I see you back there, man. You see Baby What's Sean? Up, Say hi, yeah. Baby Sean. Yeah, listen, don't work for free for this motherfucker. What the fuck? <laughs> there you go. Yeah, you better get a check. You better get Call your rep. <laughs> I'm paying his rent. No. Hey, say what you will. I know a guy who worked with him for a couple of weeks, and he's got an apartment in Astoria. <laughs> <laughs> he's making movies. Good. Yeah, Owen, Hugo, and Hairdo are going to make a movie together. <laughs> if you like what you hear, you can you go to up quick uh, in this world, you know? Spotify.com and search Life in the Brush for all of our episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
You can also go to Facebook.com and buy my book. It's one page long. It's called How to Kill Yourself, and we'll see you next week. Thank you, everybody. You know, I'm not going to kill myself. Don't do it, John. I would never give you the fucking satisfaction of outliving me. That's the only thing keeping me going. But you know it's going to happen. Or you, you can go to Instagram.com slash live from the brush. It's never going to happen. As soon as these masks come off, have you seen this face? You're, you are looking I'm good. Freaking to wait for you. Can email us at live from the brush at gmail.com for your content. I have lots of... Lots of things to do. I, I have, I, I have a, a documentary interview to look forward to, man. I yeah, yeah. Or go to iTunes again. Give us a good review if you like what you hear. Some chin ups. Yeah. Uh, look us up on Wikipedia. Some chin ups. Wikipedia.com slash live from the barrage. Funny joke. I can take it. I can take it. And if you're in Dr. trouble, Ken call the law offices minutes. of Friedman Dude, and Sanchez. Imagine busting Leno's balls for like two seconds. You're going to be like, he's inside. He's dying. No, I can take it. I can take it. I I hate him. <laughs> and that is it illegal to friends. say kill Jay Leno? Just the president, right? All right. We'll be back. Cut right. his brakes. After no, we won't be back. Out of here. John, I got a new number. <laughs> we'll be back. Oh, Pat, Pat, play us out. <laughs> is it time to end the show already? Look at your watch. Ooh, it's like Van Morrison. Oh, man. Oh, man. Do I hate them we'll fancy We'll see you lads. next week with Jack and the Jokeman. Yeah. Thanks, everybody. Woo! Yeah. Pat, play us out, baby. There's a little Led Zeppelin coming out of Play us out is the grifters. What does that mean to play us out? What's the name of that song? It's cigarette by the grifters, but it's the same as uh Led Zeppelin framing. <laughs> Today is Susan fought in November. <laughs> yeah, I forgot the name of that song. We'll see you next time. No, you got the wrong song.
You're still on, Pat. <laughs> <laughs>